exactly every one of the top 40 records being played on every radio station in the United States is a communication to the children to take a trip, to cop out, to groove. The psychedelic jackets on the record albums have their own we don't want you to smoke genetically modified ganja. We want you to smoke the real thing. We want you to smoke the natural herb. Some call it marijuana. Some call it sensimedia. Some call it lamb's bread. And some people call it ganja. Welcome to another edition of the Adam Dunn Show. I am your host, Adam Dunn. And... I'm an empty studio today, mm-hmm. but we do have a call in. We have Robert Friedman calling in from Cannabis Lab in Miami, which I just found out cost is. Uh, I think it's uh, boring, boring sounding stuff for our our people. I was like, wait a minute, accounting and business <laughs> things. You know, law. You know, that's that's what lab stands for for them. See, our labs are a different kind of labs, but right. Um, but we got Robert Friedman coming. He. He's doing some good stuff down in Miami. He's at the sort of the, the, the front end of what's happening there, which uh, we'll, we'll get more details from him when we talk to him. We were going to have Purple Urkel guy on if he's around and he's listening to the show. And he's like, wait a minute. I was supposed to be on the show. You're still on 100%. But yep. unfortunately, your handler, which is Mr. James Bean, uh, just went fucking completely AWOL on me. Got home from his Alaska trip and just, I think he's just in a power, he's in doing a mega power nap right now. Right. So... I think he's turned his phones off. He's in one of those laws. He's like, right now he's dreaming and thinking. But he's about to wake up in a panic and be like, wait a minute. Purple Urkel, show. Um, so the call-in number is 720-310-8237. If you're listening. Now, see, that was the other thing, too. I didn't even know the guy's official name. I, I was like, wait a minute. So what's the guy's name again? And it was like, oh, nobody knows. No one even knows. So he's just Mr. Purple Urkel to everybody out there. But <laughs> if he's listening and he wants to jump in, anytime, call in and we will bring that to the show too um robert friedman we're gonna have him call in around quarter two but either way i don't care i'll put him on we'll flip it back and forth if we have to absolutely um and let's see what's going down how have you been what's going on good how, man how's mr mti <clears throat> just been into just got back from vegas last weekend Ooh. and then uh, that was fun bought weed out there that Tell was, us your adventures in Vegas in the weed. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it was. So I, I was just looking to just buy like an eighth for the weekend or whatever. So I went to this place called the Apothecary Shop, and uh, it was Is it off the strip. Yeah, it was. It was about like a block or two off the strip, but it was. It was like a seven minute Uber or something like that, an hour walk, which is weird. Seven that's how, yeah, yeah. Because that's how it works out in Vegas on the Strip, you oh, know fuck what I mean? yeah. Just, like, Just to get, get over there, you got to go all the way around there to get to there to get to there. To get Absolutely, there. yeah. So, uh, Did you see that guy selling weed that was on the news? There was some dude out there, like, on the Strip selling... He was selling weed on the Strip, and it was, like, the classic first thing people think of when, when weed gets decrimmed or legalized or whatever they're like well i'm just selling the baggie you get the, the weed is oh, free right. yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. one of those deals 40 dollar baggie but yeah. he was selling like a pipe it's like 20 bucks for a pipe and papers and a and a bud and it would look like shitty weed of course but, of course yeah but and he was like but i don't carry more than an ounce like so i'm legal i'm like yeah but you have like 20 different little baggies Right, but you don't have an ounce. It's like right. still that's even worse, right? I mean, that when back in the day, that was like the worst thing you could do. That was be better worst. to have an ounce on you. Mm-hmm. Be like that's my ounce, and not separated, yeah, into different baggies. So yes, if, so the growing pains are fun though. Did you smell weed everywhere you went? Um, 
Surprisingly, not not really. But we didn't do too much strip walking. We pretty much just hung out at yeah. Mandalay Bay no, you can, on the beach. There's no not in July, dude. There's no. Yeah, dude, it was pretty hot. Get like, out, like you just go outside for a second. You make one wrong move, and you're outside. You're like, oh no, right. get back into the air conditioning. Absolutely, no. We tried to go out at like 11 at night to go walk the strip, and ended up just like making it out to the entrance and then walking back in. <laughs> so yeah, we we're just cooling off by the pool. We watched uh, the Dirty Heads, the band. Cool. Over the weekend, that's what we went to go do. But yeah, like the weed thing was weird because uh, you walked into the shop and you had to like get the person's attention. Like it was like being at a bar actually. So huh. you, actually, you had to get the like flag the bartender, the bud tender down, and like okay, so they treated it like more like that. Yeah, at like, least so, this store I went to. So what know. they just had like a big long counter and anybody could go anywhere they wanted on the counter. And, and all the stuff. counters had different flavors, uh, like different strains. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh-huh. So it was weird because like you had to go visit all the stations. Yeah. And then you had to get someone's attention to go sell you the weed. It wasn't quite the most efficient. No. Like, it was like $55 an eighth for a medical patient. Yeah. That's what I heard. I like paid. 55 60 bucks an eighth or something like that. Yeah. Which is, I mean, they're raking it in for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, well, that's the thing about I've been through a bunch of facilities down there, and they're definitely on the larger side. Like, everybody who's growing there is taking it a little bit, yeah. you know, overkill in a sense. A lot of big investment. There's hundred million dollar gardens down there. I mean, that's how much people have put. It's like you're like you've already put a hundred million dollars into this thing. Like wow. holy fuck, you know. That's just like uh, I don't know if you're ever going to get that money back. It seems like more of a of a you know just I, money cult. sink, I guess. Definitely money sink. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it is Vegas. I mean, that's the whole thing. I've always imagined. Whenever I was there, I was always like, man, imagine if this place had weed. How much better it'd be. Like, and now it's there. So it is going to be fun to see. The transition, and uh, with our friends, I got like like Jack or other friends out there that lived there for you know their whole life. Yeah, they'll they'll give us the real lowdown on how it goes. I'm sure it's one of those things where it's going to look from the outside like it's working, but who knows? Because there's it's like come on, you know, almost every cannabis business from the outside, there's an illusion of, of it all running smoothly. Oh, but uh, I'll go check it out. Yeah, one sec. Hello. So, uh, we've got some mystery guest in the house. Um, besides that, let's see what's going down. We, uh, yeah, we're getting into the, the height of, this, uh, of the season here for events, it seems like. Uh, next week is Vegas. Uh, on the, uh, oh, sorry, next week is Seattle for the, uh, for the next Indo Expo. That's going to be pretty awesome. Uh, I'll be going there for seats here now. And then uh, the week after that, it's back to Vegas for the... Southwestern Cannabis uh, Exposition or something like that. Can't even keep up with the names and the... What's going on down here? Uh, and uh, so hopefully going to be able to do... It's like one of those things. I wish I could do more shows from the road, but it seems everywhere I'm at is useless when it comes to the Internet and stuff. But it's getting tighter. Hopefully I'll get that worked out. Um, what is going on? I got an echo from something. Well, it's probably from here. There we go. Duh. Sorry about that. Um, and who? Let's see. Find out what the hell that was. Who is that? They're putting on extra security on the door because of the break-in next door. Uh-huh. So they're just putting someone on real quick, just hmm. so they won't be too loud. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Always, always during the show. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Always during the show. 
Um, let's see what else has been going down with him. I was just I got completely lost. Once I heard people mumbling up there, oh, yeah. you never know what the fuck's going on. So. Right. So yeah, we we're talking about the lowdown in, in oh, yeah, Vegas. Vegas, Vegas yep. lowdown. <clears throat> so uh, yeah, I'm gonna be down there in two weeks. I was just saying I was, I was gonna. There's a show coming up in two weeks there. Um, it's always different too if you go there when there's not a cannabis show going on because when you're there when there's a cannabis show it's just like yeah, everybody's smoking everybody you go there on a non thing and it's like oh well maybe we're just those guys that just do that doesn't matter where we are at so you know yeah. if you're at the staying at the at the at the uh, the hotel where the fucking shows at you can pretty much guarantee someone's out front within ten feet of the front smoking a joint at all times right and nobody really cares but it is definitely different when you go like when there's a fucking you know, electronic show going on or whatever other show. Sure. It's like, it's like, yeah, there's two guys with a vape pen. Maybe if you're lucky, right. you know what I mean? Yeah, for yeah, the yeah. most part, it's like most people, it's not, that's not their playground for that. You know what I mean? They're there to play video games or whatever. Right. We, we just smoked in the smoking sections. Yeah. Just whenever she went to first cigarette, I just loaded a bowl and we just smoked down there and had no issues. Uh, no. no, no one even batted an eye at us. It felt like home. It was kind of weird. Right. <laughs> it's interesting too, as I was in it, when we were in, uh, uh, Boston, it was the same thing. It was like looser than here because it was new and there really was no rules. Right. And like when I was in Portland last and when, uh, you know, in uh, Seattle and different places like that, it's like all those places are very much more relaxed as far as out in front of a bar or whatever because they are, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're even more cannabis cultured people in a sense than here even though here has right. always had a kind of like Colorado's always had good weed but it wasn't really main it wasn't like the vibe of everybody you know what I mean sure. Whereas once you hit California you know there are certain areas you can hit NorCal you, you know you pull up into the gas station and you know everybody in there blazes you know <laughs> like you right. pull into this yep, everybody's there yep. <laughs> here it's you know it's it's like yeah hit and miss but it is definitely uh, it's it's interesting to see how the new places that don't have the rules yet because there it was just like you can smoke right and it's like no i mean you do have to use common sense now because everything is so zoned but it is it's it should be exactly what you said smoking section smoke weed why the fuck not you know yeah Yeah. that's what i would expect that's what i you know yeah smells way better than cigarettes anyway so like uh for sure (laughs) for sure so uh Let's do. Uh, let's actually do the run through on the on the on the sponsors, so that way when we're talking to Robert, we can just kind of roll with it and not have to okay. jump off. All right. Um, we'll start with our buddies from New Millennium uh, Nutrient Line that coming out of here in Colorado. So it's one of those things where it hasn't quite hit. It's not in every single store, but if it is or uh, available in your area, or if it's not, you know, you can always tell the guy to get it in and check it out. Great line, um, super clean, also smart, smart line. You know what I mean? The guy, the guy Neil, who put it together, he's uh, he's been in the industry a long time, and he kind of made uh, he made something that's professional enough. You can do it in scale, obviously, uh, but also in in a small grow, you can utilize it yourself. Everything's seasonal, which is cool. So in the beginning, you're using your spring and the and you're going to use your, your fall and your winter flush, you know. Um, so it's all got, like, a logical sort of progression to it. And uh, the great part is that they kind of use – what I liked with it is that you, you can use other things with it. So if you've already got your little program and, you know, things like uh, Budswell, which is already in their, like, recommended uh, 
additions to their uh, formulas is something that I've used for 20 years almost. So it's like just knowing that there's like steady things. Like then and the fact that they actually chose those was just weird. It was like, huh, that's what I've been using. So I was very comfortable with that. Um, and uh, they also uh, work with Playground's uh, Green Sensation product, which is like um, for later flower stuff. And it's amazing explosive growth coming off of it. And it's super concentrated hell expensive <laughs> but, but it definitely works um also the, and that's kind of their advanced line that's for their professional series let's say but in the sense of their uh, standalone it, it works great uh you can go to newmillenniumnutrients.com and check out if they're uh, check out their um uh, calculator they have nutrient calculator so if you have a certain amount of uh, space size plants all that you can input it in there and figure out exactly what you need so you don't waste any time uh, or money and uh, it's all updated, which is nice. What, oh, so yeah, it's already in there, right? Or it says well, June. Well, it says come in June, but... Ooh, that's a scary sight. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Okay. Well, hopefully it's up, up and running soon. But if it's not, I think it should already be. I thought it was already... Up. Is that them being quiet up there? Wow, that's quiet. Imagine if they would said, look, we'll be really loud. <laughs> it's going to be super loud, guys. Not sure if you guys can hear that, but we have drilling going on through doors and things. And I told them to be quiet, and that's quiet. So Cool. You know, <laughs> I'm glad people understand that. But yeah. uh, and our buddies over at Incredibles. Is that their side? Do they have that? They, they added music to their site, oh, so okay. I have to remember to mute it every time I forgot. Yeah. Well, you can also leave, let it run if it's, if it's just music, if it's not them talking. But, um, there we go. Beautiful. Because that gives a, a, it gives a sort of vibe. Uh, guys from Incredibles, they have the most consistent edibles here in Colorado, the best uh, flavors, and also their in-line uh, extract black line, uh, label is super fire. So if you ever can get that hands on that one, do it. Um, they've added chews. They've added sour gummies. They've added all sorts of little uh, treats. You can go to iloveincredibles.com. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I love Incredibles.com, right? Yep. See, the music is yeah, throwing so, me way up yeah, big time. I'm like, man, I That was not going to be done. Ooh, those indica cinnamons sound like my thing. But right. those are not. So are those hard candies or are those chews? The chewies. So they probably have a gelatin in them. Oh, that's right. Yep. I'll have to double probably. check. Oh, maybe. Well, they might be conscious of that, you know? And know yeah. that I know, I know Derek. Won't. I know Derek. He is conscious of that. He's like, eat the hooves, man. Eat the hooves. <laughs> Come on, kid. <laughs> Come on, just eat it. It's just hooves. I don't know. I can't do it. Well, it depends. Maybe we're not. We'll see. It says organic something, though. Organic apples. What was that? Let's no. see. <laughs> the gummies. No, they have like three different flavors. Or no, they have way more flavors now. See, they're just jam- That's what I said. Like between last week and they this week. They got champagne gummies. They got fruit chews, which have lemon, green apple, and cherry. They have red licorice, sour gummy, cinnamon, cannabis yes. drops, and CBD strawberry chews. Wow. Wow, this is super quiet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you guys can check out that website and see on uh, Store Finder if they are near you. If you're in Nevada, they might be near you. Did you see them out there? Uh, no, I didn't. I actually didn't. But there wasn't a ton of edibles at the place I went to. It was pretty much all just flour and some really nasty looking oil that I yeah. didn't want to touch at all. Right. <laughs> Crazy. Um yeah, so if you go to uh, the store finder on that site, maybe if you're in, if you are in uh, Vegas and you can 
then you can hone in on the quality because whoever's going to have this on their shelf is definitely going to understand quality because that's why they went for the best of the right. best. Um, okay, next one. Build a Soil. You can go to buildasoil.com and check out their uh, website for amendments and soil needs uh, that you may have. And organic, everything organic, everything uh, uh, also for your integrated pest management, your IPM program for grow materials, tents, everything. They kind of got they kind of got a little everything, right? Which is awesome. And um, all the hard to find stuff. Like if you go to a regular grow shop. Uh, there's only a few that carry any of these products that are from Build a Soil, and they usually come from Build a Soil anyway. So you're like, hey, where'd you get that? And they're like, oh, I got it from Build a Soil. And you're like, oh, of course, because <laughs> who the hell has that? Nobody. <laughs> Guys right. over at Clorophyll have a few products from them. Um, but in general, delivered to your door, which is awesome. One bag up to as many bags as you can handle, pretty much. I'd say, I think you said something like 30,000. We can handle it to about the 30,000 bags, and we get a little bit tired. So, <laughs> and they're mixing by hand, which is crazy. So, you know, what are you talking about? 30,000 bags mixed by hand? Who does that these days? Right. right. Um, you can go to buildsoil.com or you can go to 855-877-SOIL, talk on the old phone thingy. That's basically, most people don't even, huh? <laughs> gotta call them like what no but you can definitely talk to them they're humans it's not like you're gonna get stuck into a computer thing where if you don't get to talk to anybody they'll they are knowledgeable people which is awesome um and everybody on the staff is that's what's awesome about that place is like you can obviously if you get jeremy on the line you're lucky but anybody yeah. can answer your questions pretty much uh and uh yeah hit them up they are the, the ones and then our big sponsor is Mr. Sleepyhead himself. Seeds here now. Are you dreaming? If you try listening to the show in his, and then we're probably in his dreams right now. Right. Going, seeds here now. Seeds here. Where are they? Now. He's like running. He's doing the, he's doing the running man or something. <laughs> ah, the seeds. Ah. 35 different breeders, all uh, American uh, based and all been vetted through this incredibly tough system but no they, they you know, only work with really quality breeders at all you know and we and, and you can see by the list we're not kidding around um we had top dog on the other day they've got aficionado they've got you know, gold coast they've got every everybody who uh has been doing this for more than you know longer than they have which is their their rule which is i think five years they've been around but that ain't, and then and, and pretty much everybody that i know is is five you know three four times that uh, also, they got Seedsaholic site, which is a which is a uh, auction site, and that's got some incredible deals on it. Some of them are lost packs, you know, the last of last of the last, uh, the one and the only. Some great uh, great genetics there, and then uh, you have a now now with the auction, you can't put a guarantee on everything. I don't know about the auction guarantee, but with the seed with their actual seed site, when you're buying them. Uh, from the breeders, there's a 100% guarantee, which is unheard of in this industry. But, uh, you know, he stands behind it, and you don't really have to replace a lot because you, know, you work with quality and people don't complain. Now, you can't take the piss and complain about everything just because you're a whiny cunt because that happens <laughs> all the time. You know how people are. Yeah, yep. just didn't totally fucking roll itself on the plant and smoke itself. What the fuck? Uh, but in general... Why are flies like just so on it? Like when they know you're like just like they come straight to your face. Right. <laughs> They're kind of like cats. Yeah. Like what like, the fuck are you doing? Cats will come fuck with whatever you're <laughs> messing with. That you, yeah. Yep. 
I don't know if they're exactly like cats, but flies are, <laughs> flies are like cats, according to MTI. Yep. Uh, you can go to the website from Seatern now and uh, order direct and have it discreetly delivered. Uh, also, you can go to Seatsaholic and bid on your stuff, and hopefully good luck on those ones because <laughs> it's always a – it's always a, a that's like back in the day when you had to bid on everything, you know what I mean? Now, now you just buy it. Now it's just Amazon style, but – it was yep. a time when it was everything was about bidding. That's why I never got into that shit. I was always like to- totally impatient. I'm gonna kill this fucking fly. It was driving me nuts. He's gonna fly into my mouth. I think at one point. He's, like, <laughs> he's that kind of a fucking shit. <laughs> what a piece of shit. All right. So um, I think in about four minutes, if he's on time, he's 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 into law, uh, accounting. I want to lose all my listeners. Right yeah, like, no, I'm out of here, man. <laughs> this guy's an accountant, but he's a stoner too. So I mean, that's that's the most important part, right? Uh, and uh, also, he's in Miami, which I was just at, and it's pretty interesting to see because you know how that place is. As far as like when shit starts to happen there, it's going to pop off pretty heavy, right? Because everyone's got lots of money, and they're all show offs, and they want to fucking be the biggest and the most glad to. Oh, Fly, dude, it's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> He's on the mic. He's on the mic. <laughs> I can see it now. Uh, so uh, you need something to swat them with or something? Or you know, magazine? I'm not going to try swatting flies <laughs> in the middle of the show. I'm, I mean, actually, you know, it's fucking funny too. You know why he's fucking with me? Why? Is because I got one of those uh, assault guns. You know, have seen those? The salt fucking. There's a salt gun that you, you can shoot uh, flies with. Oh, really? So it looks like in a, you pump it. And I haven't, it's, for, it's, for, it's for my mom. I haven't given it to her yet, but sure. it's for her. Because down at the farm, you know, it's flies. It's a fucking farm. So yeah. there's flies everywhere. So you fucking take this thing, you load it up, you get like 80 shots, right? See, so look up. He's like, he's, yeah. He it, uh, uh, yeah, he's all on you, man. <laughs> he's on me. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, uh, and anyway, so you can get like 80 shots off, and it'll fucking, it'll fucking fly up, but it won't break them up. Like, it doesn't explode him into pieces, but it's just enough impact to kill him. Oh, wow. And not enough to blow him up, though. So oh, you don't, okay. you don't get, maybe you lose a, a wing or something once in a while, but you don't get this, like, splatter everywhere. Oh, okay. Pretty funny. And you just go, I've but never they're called, heard of that. It's called a salt, like, assault gun. Oh, okay. And it's, and it's, yeah, it's pretty awesome. There's a, and then it sucks, though, because right after I ordered it, I realized. There's a bigger model. I could have got oh. a more powerful model. I was like, fuck it. It was only a dollar more. I was like, for a dollar more, I could have had a more powerful one. Because then the reason I got it is she's got these grasshoppers, which are ridiculous. So this salt gun, the first one I got, it's it's nice, but it's really only for flies. Right. But I'm ordering the bigger one to take down grasshoppers and shit. Because he's like, her, crazy. her place is ridiculous. So does it shoot like one big grain of salt? Or does it shoot like a whole like ploof of smoke or ploof uh, of salt? It shoots a little like shotgun style. You know? Oh, okay. Like, just, just like a piece, like, like a big old piece. No, of like a bunch. Like, blah, blah. Oh, it's, yeah, gotcha. You put, yeah, in yeah. The, you put in like the Morton, like the, the, the one with the chick. Fucking yeah. Stuff. You just that, put that in That there. kind of salt. So it's not the, gr- not the gritty shit. So it's got to be the same, you know, the fine. Gotcha. Ball. Oh, okay. Just fly. Look at him. Look at him. He's just chilling. Look at this. <laughs> what is he like a Chinese fucking thing? <laughs> so uh okay 344 he probably calls in about a minute all right um uh also anybody wants to call in during the show 720-310-8237 feel free check in you can also call in once in a while and say how you feel yeah. tell us tell us how your day is going all those questions <laughs> make it into a real make it into a real show 
Yeah. But not, well, you know, whatever. And or come at me, man. Come at me, bro, with some questions. Yeah. You never know. You might get a whole show out of it. Actually, I do have a, a, a great lead on a great and a good show with, with the, the story behind the, the guy who invented the whole Twister concept, you know, which the first, because the Twister wasn't even the first. It was like the second or third ripoff of, of, of the game the design. Yeah. Oh, okay. And so we talked to the original guy, he, but we got to do some background stuff because there's a lot. It's crazy. Then. Really? It's one of those stories that there's, there's twists and turns and crazy. It's like, uh, it's like, uh, oh shit, maybe I should text him the number again because I bet he fucking, <laughs> I bet he probably is like, wait a minute, what was the number he said again? I'll give it, and, uh, uh, the chat gang is asking if we're ever going to meet your mom. Um, yeah, she, maybe. I mean, she's a. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't even like to listen to the show. That's the problem. Ah, okay, I see. She gets all like, man, I don't want to listen to his voice. <laughs> yeah. But, but uh, yeah, I'm sure at one point in time we will get mom on the show. Uh funny how when I was a kid she was the most like you know she was the one who was always like out and out about and doing everything crazy and all that but now she's kind of like likes her little chill she likes her chill space sure which who can blame her right right all right let's see boom I got put him going now bam so he should be calling in a second hopefully my vision's getting so bad too it's like every time I type something I have to quadruple check it because I'm like <laughs> thinking I got it right I'm all cool and then I'm like why are they calling <laughs> oh fucking eight zero three seven alright so, fly Jesus Christ <laughs> someone else's Skype's getting blown up huh? every time yeah <laughs> yeah it would be uh, well. We could do yeah. We could do a show from the farm if the fucking internet was ever good. Though I can't. I can't even uh, like make a call from there. It's fucking so shit. Right. So yeah, yeah show would never work from the the farm exactly. It would have to be recorded and then later uploaded. Yeah, we could do a little walkthrough one day. Maybe when it's maybe later in the season when it's more fun, we'll do a, do a crazy walkthrough. Yeah. Um, let's. Okay, so he, I can. You can. What you can do is you can maybe you can type to him uh, where to send any info for to put on the thing, you know, so he can send it to you. Is he sending me like links and stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh my God, dude, this fly is out of control. Unbelievable. He thinks he's my pet. All right, I'm gonna do a dab because that will probably make this guy call and. Uh, maybe it'll annoy the fly and get him really high or whatever. Whatever it is. Can't hurt. He's attracted to dabs, I can already tell you. This fly likes dabs. It's like flying into into the torch. Oh, that'd be nice. <laughs> And now I'm watching myself on the show. Like, Take care of two problems. Dealing with flies. It's like, are you fucking... There he goes. Uh, here we go. See, I knew, it was, I knew that would happen. Fly's gone. He's on. Mr. Friedman. Yeah. How you doing? Going on. Doing all right. 
right. just chilling. I, I'm just about to do a dab because I realized if I do a dab, then you'll call because that's how it always works, right? You know, so I have to finish that real quick. Hold on one sec. Won't take long. <laughs> All I, su- right. I suggest you do the same if you're ready. <laughs> so I'm glad you could come on such a short notice. Shows your professionalism. Shows how professional you are. Uh, that's right. Johnny on the spot. Well, that's how you have to be, right? Isn't that the way this industry? If it doesn't, if you're not Johnny on the spot, then you're you're missing out. I, I'd say, because it's uh, it moves fast. How? No, I mean that's true of any any mature industry. At, at a certain level, you have to be responsive. You have to to act like a professional. So where do you, so where so as far as uh, backgrounds and stuff, where, what was your background? Uh, it's a great way for me to finally figure you out completely to get you on my show I'll be like now I know yeah. everything now I know everything about this guy but uh, give us a little background of where you how you got into this industry and what you know what direction you're, why you came in this direction sure I mean, I mean in, in many ways I'm, I'm still very much a, a cannabis outsider um, we've been doing legal education for, for several years with my company legal learning series and if there's an emerging new practice area if there are changes in laws if there are new technologies it's sort of our job to make sure that the, the attorneys remain updated and educated on what's going on. And a while ago, maybe a couple of years now, we started covering cannabis law. And it was really the first programs we did where, where people other than attorneys started showing up, executives, accountants, um, owners of, of cannabis businesses, really because the topics we were covering, I guess, were near and dear to their hearts and, and no one were co- was covering them. And that was sort of the birth of Cannabis Lab. And uh, and did you do it on your? Was this on your own, or you had a little group going, or how how, did, how was the original? Uh, how, how did the lab start? Sure. So this is a company of mine I started about seven years ago, Legal Learning Series, and it's here in South Florida. We provide continuing education programs for attorneys. We do it monthly. They're certified by the Florida Bar Association, so attorneys get continuing learning credits for attending our programs, and it's it's really no different. Um, Although we've really carved it out for the cannabis industry at this point. How many? So you have uh, like lawyers? You have uh, law law staff like on hand, or is it kind of like uh, paralegal? So it's, really it's really a networking and education association. So once a month, we have chapters now in Miami, Broward, Los Angeles. This group meets meets on the third Thursday of every month for networking, and we bring in really the, the best educator we, we can provide to that group. And so mm-hmm. lawyers are near and dear to our hearts, but we really cover topics um, for the business level executives for the cannabis industry. So last month we talked about accounting issues in cannabis. The month before that we talked about critical issues of investing in or creating your own publicly traded cannabis company. So it's pretty high level of education. It's not for the, the green rush crowd or the how do I make my own edible crowd, but really for the business aspect of running a cannabis business. Right. Yeah. And I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's interesting how it's just always the same cycles over and over again. Each state comes on, has a lot of the same problems, but of course has their own twist. You know what I mean? Each one, each state has its own other, other issues, other social issues that might overlap or whatever. How do you think, what's Miami, how's Miami and, and, Fort Lauderdale and Broward and all that area. How is it receiving? I mean, I was just there recently, and I see it's, it's happening, but it's definitely, it's not like it's, uh, you know, it's not California yet, that's for sure, right? Right. So Florida, one, is not a sophisticated cannabis market by any means. Um, and then when you talk about how each state is rolling out or enacting their cannabis laws, Florida may be the worst. 
you know, that just tends to be how we are politically. And so we are at the beginning of medical marijuana being legal here in Florida. It's all shaping up and shaping out right now. Yesterday, the main lobbying group, Florida for Care, had their um, annual policy update conference. And that was today, actually. And, you know, there's eight or nine licensees here in Florida, which is certainly not enough. Um, it's vertical integration. And so the attorneys and the accountants and people we educate really do need to get up to speed. But it, you're right. It's a... Uh, it's not the same market as L.A. The people we have here are really more market entrance, people looking to find out more, to get more involved. Um, and our chapter in L.A. is a very sophisticated, highly educated cannabis group. Yeah. They are not market entrance. They're, they are industry leaders, really the, the mover and shakers of cannabis in L.A. And so it's a different group. But Miami and South Florida is finding its way. I mean, there is a strong cannabis community here. It's not as big, and it'll take time. Yeah, it's also like um, it, it leapfrogs, you know what I mean? Because you get like one place that's way behind, and then all of a sudden, it, once it, it takes on all the, you know, usually try to take on the things that work for some of the other states and then eliminate the other ones and actually make, you know, make it better than the other one. And they kind of, it's gonna go, it's gonna be interesting for the next like three or four, you know three to five years as everything rolls out, and then we'll start to see a little bit of. Uh, continuity at some point you know and obviously if it ever goes federal then it has to get it has to you know get into line but at this point in time it's like there's such different twists and like there's some you know like illinois sucks you know certain places it's just like bam they, they come and they have a good chance to like do it right and then they come out with either like a you know or, or like in georgia with a cbd only or you know there's these kind of like uh things that will never work you know in the long run because it just creates the makes the black market stronger and doesn't change, doesn't address any of the social issues that it needs to. One of the things that we've seen that I, I think is the biggest handicap, and I don't know, what do you think? Well, I'm not sure what, what's happening in Florida, but is the whole social use side of cannabis, which is, I feel like, the, the, the one that gets left out every time. It's always about the production and the distribution and the transportation and the, you know, everything gets all, everything gets figured out, and then there's never, like, oh, and we're going to let people smoke in restaurants that have smoking areas or you know whatever cafes that we are going to license that are going to be able to let people smoke in their patio out back as long as they're not seen by the front you know i mean just like there's nothing how is it in my how is it in florida is there is that being addressed or so right in florida it's completely illegal there is no social use it's not happening um, I will say, and maybe this is just true of what's happening across the country, it does seem to be less enforced. It does seem to be there's more of a population of people vaping in public and mm -hmm. uh, restrictions, but, I mean, it, it's illegal here, and so that's just the way it is. But, yeah, it, it's certainly uh, prevalent in our culture. It's part of South Florida. It's what you see when you walk around. So it's interesting to see how it's all going to shape up. Um, like you're saying, you know, every state has its own weird issues and nuances, and I think what's important about our group, Cannabis Lab, is you need to get the lawyers and accountants and business leaders together. They do need to organize, talk about their issues. Um, it, it's meaningful to, to shape the future of where cannabis is going to go. I don't think you can just leave it in the hands of politicians and say, you know, hopefully it'll all smooth itself out or it'll all work out. There really needs to be someone or a group of someone who are saying, you know, this is really where we want to see it go. This is we want to shape and define the future of cannabis and not really have it dictated to us. And so I think our group really stands a shot to, to play that role. 
Yeah, and I mean, it's also like this is like a golden moment for any state to recognize it and just be like, shit, well, if we we you know come up with some way to make it work, then we we'll, not only will it'll improve our tourism, you know, it'll give us it'll give the law enforcement a sort of way to know where things are at and not have to worry about things because that, that was the whole thing about Holland that was the whole reason that coffee shops worked is because when people smoked weed in the coffee shops they weren't on the street smoking weed you know what I mean there was still people smoke weed here and there on the streets but it was illegal and you're not supposed to but you had an option you know what I mean like if you stood out in front of a coffee shop smoking weed they just say hey go back inside and smoke that <laughs> joint you know what I mean which is like kind of like nowadays so weird to because everybody's so anti-smoking indoors of anything, you know what I mean? So we just have to kind of look at it from a different angle, which is, okay, if you have an outdoor space that's not, you know, offending anybody else because it's not, like, the front patios don't really work because then you're, like, on the street and it's wafting down the whole street, you know? And that's the thing is, that's been our Achilles heel from the beginning is that cannabis smells strong, you know what I mean? And the better it is, the stronger it smells. So if you, you always had this kind of dichotomy of, like, well, fuck, if I smoke swaggy weed, I probably get away with it. But since I smoke such good weed, everyone's always like looking for the weed. Oh, hey, what's that? Who's smoking that? You know what I mean? So it's it is kind of like the uh, you know the, the biggest problem I think for social use, just because of the fact that yeah, smoke travels. You know, it can go next door, and a guy next door can complain, and then he gets your place shut down or whatever. Because um, because when we, when, we, when we were in Miami, we realized that pretty quickly that there's you know there's a few cool spots there, but they're not they're definitely not. Uh, uh, sanctioned in any way, you know what I mean? They're kind of like riding that really, really thin line between, uh, you know, because they're kind of in a neighborhood. That one, I'm sure you know the one spot I'm talking about. It's kind of in a neighborhood. I'm not going to blow anybody up. Oh, yeah, place. I know exactly who you're talking about. Uh, yeah. I, I've been to their events, and again, like you're saying, they, they really ride that line where you think you were in an adult use market. I mean, they're, they're really. Mm-hmm. putting it out there and they've got booths set up and people are selling their products right and and they're right in the middle of miami but they're completely illegal exactly exactly so that's so that's kind of i mean and that and is that your kind of main customers or people trying to come into you that are like or not customers but people that are networking with you that are trying to figure out their little niche in the market or is it kind of bigger people that are trying to come in and swipe up all the information yeah <laughs> Those are not our people, um, and so there are there are plenty of groups, even here in Florida, where you can um, find out more about how to get into cannabis. This really just isn't that group. Mm-hmm. Um, this is for a more serious professional crowd, um, and and yeah, there is something for everyone. And so I I, I say it all the time this this group is a little bit uh, elitist or exclusionary. It, it isn't for everyone. It's very high level education. Sometimes it's very boring to me. A lot of the stuff lawyers and accountants talk about. But it's important uh, because these are the people that are really coming in as the future leaders of cannabis. These are C-level executives. These are investors. These are uh, CEO-level people that need to be informed. They need to be connected. And they're not really being served by any group. They're not really being educated in any organized way. And so this group really kind of gives a a home base for that level of professional who wants to, to be part of cannabis or already in cannabis. Right. Yeah, and and that's the thing is a lot of times it's a, uh, you know I always I'm like if this one guy had just the right person with him <laughs> to kind of guide him through because there's so many people who um, have just thrown you know tens of millions if not hundreds of millions of dollars at, at projects and just you know without 
with, with just having the right team behind him, they would have made it work. But usually, when there's a lot, when you, oh, the, the more money there is, and the more you know, <laughs> the more difficult it is to kind of corral those things in. Because also in this industry, everybody's like, uh, by the time the project's actually done, the the numbers don't make sense anymore. You know what I mean? And that's you got to like future proof your projects. And some people don't know what's coming. You know what I mean? They don't see the the writing on the wall when it's like. If you try to you know look at a project from three years ago and look at those numbers, I'm sure it's like laughable. You know what I mean? As far as like the the price of the cannabis in general, the the distribution price, the the taxes brackets, and everything is you know changing on a daily. How do you guys keep up with it all? So the the best thing we can do for for our audience and our members is really to bring in the people who are on the front lines, people like you that are that have their finger on the pulse of the market. Because here in Florida, we don't have a wealth of people on the front lines. And so what makes us meaningful is being able to source the best and the brightest, the, the real leaders, and, and bring them to our group. And, and hopefully we're doing that in a way that, that no one else is. But it, it takes a lot of work. It takes you being part of our group, and we appreciate you sponsoring our, our L.A. launch. Um, it takes people uh, like Weed Maps who are sponsoring us and Siva and... Uh, a wealth of other people who really keep us abreast of what's going on and who we need to get, and who needs to be our next speaker and what the next topic we need to explore is, you know, we listen, but we also just count on our team. That's a big part of it. Yeah. Um, so you guys are doing a launch uh, in November. Is that what you were saying? So, I mean, our goal is to be everywhere and that's not just in the United States, everywhere where, where cannabis exists and is legal. Um, we want to make sure that we're educating our audience. And so, yeah, right now we're, we're just getting going. And so Las Vegas is next for us, San Francisco Bay Area, and that's, that's later this year. So hopefully, or it, really in November, will be the, the launch of our Las Vegas chapter. Right. Um, and uh, what, what, so how, how much of your, uh, how much experience, you said you kind of knew, you're newish to, to the industry, you say, but I mean, it, you, you had a lot of, did you smoke cannabis pretty much since you were younger, or is that also new to you, or give us a little background? Well, I, I wouldn't, I mean, I, I guess I, de- I definitely fall into the category of cannabis enthusiast. I'm, you know, not an everyday smoker. I, I, uh, I certainly support the medicinal use of it. I, I've seen so many different uh, cases of where it's been effective and helpful. It's hard to deny the truth of that. Um, but I come from legal education. It's, it's not sexy. It's not the most exciting world. But we just noticed that that was an important new practice area for the people that we serve and educate. And we saw so many other people coming to our group meetings that, you know, it really comes down to us. You know, we really care about education and we care about our audience. And what Cannabis Lab is, is really just an extension of that. We, we invest our time in putting on really good programming. So we aren't a cannabis anything except for the fact that we educate the cannabis industry now. And we take education incredibly seriously, and so hopefully we're we're a welcome member of the cannabis community. But that's really what we are as an education and networking association. That's that's cool. And uh, so, Denver, you guys do anything out here, or have you been doing anything out here? Because I heard heard we we have our own Denver. Denver is such an important market for us, like like Los Angeles, Las Vegas. We want to make sure that the team we have in place, and that goes back to your question: How do we make this happen? You know, when you bring a new organization to town, like a town like Denver, where there's already several organizations in place, yeah. there already is great education. I'm not arguing and saying that it's lacking there, 
Mm-hmm. Um, how do you make this work? And the way you make it work is you bring together a leadership that the Denver community is already looking to as leaders, people like you, um, so that people don't have to worry about if Cannabis Lab is a new fly-by-night organization. They know the people involved are the right people. And that's what we built in L.A. and Miami and Fort Lauderdale is a leadership that uh, can stand on its own. It, it doesn't even need an organization for the, the cannabis people of that market to know these are the right people I need to be aligning with to get anywhere in this industry, especially in this market like Denver. Right. Yeah, I know. It, it, I was going to say, right when I asked you that, I was thinking to myself, well, it's probably, you know, it's a mature market here, so it's kind of not as, not as exciting uh, to get. And you also don't get, I mean, you're going to end up walking through, here it's more about like refits. You know I mean, now you're like, you got to go into that world because everybody who's here is either buying out somebody else on pennies on the dollar because they screwed up or, you know, taking over uh, or absorbing other people. That's pretty much what's going on around here. You know, the, that we're, we're in that phase, you know, where the mom and pops yeah. are getting eaten up by the, by the bigger players and the numbers are getting, uh, you know, into the twenties pluses as far as numbers of shops uh, on people's rosters and stuff. So, yeah, we're we're definitely, you know, a little deeper, little deeper in. But but at the same time, it's kind of interesting because there's always new people. You know what I mean? There's always new people, and especially when it comes to cannabis, as far as business sense goes, you know, we know that's not always their their, their number one forte. A lot of times, it's uh, you know, the good grower, the good growers aren't the greatest business guys, and the real biz, good business guys aren't the best growers, and that's where it's trying to find that marriage. You know. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's specific to what we do. I mean, you, you, you compete in different markets, whether it's seeds or the, the clothing lines, and there's always room for quality. Um, you should never shy away from competition. So we, we don't fear Denver. We don't have an issue going there. We want to make sure that when we enter Denver that we, we do it right. Um, but, yeah, we, it, it's too important a market for us to ignore. But it, it, it is interesting what's going on there now with the consolidation. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it, and the numbers are getting kind of crazy, too, because it's uh... – yeah. You know, people, if if you want a spot, if those people that want those spots, they don't care about what's on people's books. You know what I mean? They just look at it like it's another one. They're going to do it completely their own way. They've got the, you know, they the guys might have just, just refit the whole place and made it, but it's very hard to find two growers who agree on everything. You know what I mean? So usually they'll come in and be like, tear it all out. I'm putting my own shit in, you know, or I'm getting all new, <laughs> you know, and, and some, you know, there's. And even I've seen guys take stuff that was beautiful and then completely just, you know, ass backwards, do everything their way. And it was like, really? You took down that really nice one to put that up? You know, like, no wonder you have problems. Because that's, you know, right. I'm, I'm doing the walkthroughs on the, I'm doing like the nightmare kitchen of grow rooms, you know what I mean? Where people, you just come in and go like, wow. <laughs> like, it's a lot of money worth of, you know, mistakes right there. Um that so, sounds like your next project is Nightmare Kitchen reality show. Yeah, yeah, we've talked about it. It's like it is definitely uh, it, it's like that though. Sometimes you come in and it's just like the guy has spent like you know a quarter million on ventilation and, or an air conditioning or something like that, and it's all you know it's not even a quarter of what he really needs to do, and he doesn't he thinks he's all done, you know. And you're like, no, no, you're you've barely started, my friend, you know. And they're like, no, or they've done it all wrong from the beginning. Yeah, it's also very very possible. So, um, how can people reach you? And what's what's uh, if they're in Miami? You said every th- it's every third Thursday. Is that the deal? It's the third Thursday, and, and every chapter everywhere. So, if anyone wants to reach us, um, it's legallearningseries.com, or you can look us up on Google. And we have pages on 
Facebook and LinkedIn. It's Canvas Lab is the name of the organization. It stands for Law Accounting Business. If you want to help start a chapter, you can certainly reach out to us in your market. We're looking for people who are already leaders in cannabis to help help be a part of that. So if you're just an enthusiast and looking to find your way into the industry, it's not really going to a leadership position is not really going to be available to you, but we are looking for people to help grow our chapters everywhere. Yeah, cool. And uh, hopefully, I'll see you. Uh, I'll definitely see you at the. Uh, I guess I, I guess I have to come to this thing now. It sounds like right after our after. That's right. You're like, and you're a sponsor, so I was like, you yeah, might as well. I go. I guess I got it. Uh, you know, go go get my sponsor deal going for that one. Um, and that's in November. That's, right. that's a November deal. That's in November. Okay, good. Yeah. Perfect. I was Because I was actually thinking for some reason the other day, I was like, oh, this might be like the show that's coming up next week just because it was the same Southwestern group that was there when we were there. Oh, right. Like last month. So I kind of I thought that might have been the uh, the uh, issue there where I was like, oh, okay, cool. Well, I'll be seeing them next week. But cool. we got a few more months. <laughs> uh, a little bit yeah, of time. Yeah, unless, unless you're visiting sunny South Florida again anytime soon. Um, you know, not this time of year. It's not as it's not as exciting to go there when it's like super hot yeah. here too. So you're like, don't think I want to go to Miami in July or August. But you definitely see me it's a bit late. hotter. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely see me at some point in the year for sure. Um, I'm gonna Absolutely. Let, I'm gonna let you run. Uh, I just, I'm glad you could, uh, like I said, call in on such a short notice. That was awesome, and uh, we'll be talking to you. Glad to do it. Thanks, Adam. Okay, man. Take care. Robert Friedman, this fucking fly is driving me. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go crazy, dude. And I could hear him on the mic too. I could literally hear him on the mic. Ugh, I'm gonna kill you. I kill so many at my mom's house. That's probably why I'm telling you. Like it's like I got like bad fly karma now. Because because I wake up there and it's just like, are you kidding me? Because you know right. we got horses there, dude. You know, it's yeah, like, yeah. So that's... forget about it. Right. <laughs> forget about it. So uh, all Scarmucci on us. I sent a text to Sonny Chiba to see if he wanted to roll on the mic, uh, but no answer yet. See, everyone's so useless. I'm going to call. I'm going to check with Shord, who is running the greenhouse down in Arizona that everybody gets all excited about, see if he wants to maybe come on. Sweet. He's not the most, he's not the most talkative guy in the world, but, you know, everyone is excited about that one thing, so it wouldn't be hard to uh, get him chat about that. Hold on one sec. Talk to me while I'm doing this MTI. Come on, give you, me, give me, some, give me something. Give me something. Find something. S- find something good. I'm finding stuff, man. Sessions. We didn't sessions. talk about sessions. Yeah, talk we about didn't talk him. about sessions. Boom. So there you go. Uh, the Senate, uh, the Senate actually just uh, denied him. Uh, basically, Sorry. they're protecting states' rights. Uh, exactly for medical marijuana programs, basically. Uh, so. 29 states have uh, passed laws in various forms of medical marijuana, and with this, they will be able to uh, keep those laws in place without, uh, hopefully, uh, um, threat of uh, raids or anything. Sorry. It's okay. Did you get high or something during the show, or what? I guess so, man. Jeez. I don't know. I wasn't. Have yeah. you seen all those? Have you seen all those Doug Benson shows they have now? Like, he's the higher higher court one. Did you see that yet? Uh huh. It's pretty funny. It's like uh, 
so he's a judge and it's like they actually get people to like do real cases like about as real as a people's court was right you know dun, dun, dun. They, they, <laughs> they, you know they went in front of this old crusty judge who's out who's not even retired or whatever but, but anyway they have doug benson he gets super high and he just sits there and and then the the bailiff they go in the back with uh and they, they just get real baked and they come out and just listen to these ridiculous cases and then talk they basically make a decision and, and it's pretty funny it's, wow. it's pretty good i was like and it, there's a whole bunch of weed shows where they're now smoking weed on the show which is like i'm like it's like damn this is like a whole genre now it's got its own like fucking five different shows where people are getting high on them I'm right like, oh, well yeah. that's, damn it they're stealing our thunder <laughs> no but it's 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 all right it's good the more the better right yeah he has a whole family of shows it seems like he does it's it's crazy. I, I, somebody's writing up anything they're just thinking of anything weed related and being like doug benson doug benson, doug <laughs> right. benson. he's getting all the gigs it's cool right good for him i'm definitely not doing no higher court <laughs> um let's see so Sent him a message. He's not really very quick, though. That's one of those things. So. Gotcha. Um, Cali. So Calif- funny, yep. it's so funny how Nevada's running out of weed. California has too much weed. They're like <laughs> right there, but they can't do it. You know what I mean? Right. And then I heard something they were saying, like, yeah, they're going to let them do it. I was like, there's no way. No way. No. Whoever said that. That would be the craziest thing ever. That would be. No. Yeah. yeah there would be. That would bring federal crackdown. Yeah, of you course. I mean? It's like oh. tractor trailer trucks yeah. full of weed coming from Cali that were supposedly legal or whatever. Yeah. That For would sure. be not happening. But yeah, it's a classic scenario, isn't it? Right. To, but what I've heard is everybody's told me, like, you know, fucking some good fireweed in uh, Nevada already. Like, it's, some of those places are putting out some good weed. It was expensive mm-hmm. as hell, they, everybody said, but good. Yeah, mine was tasty. Even, bike, even bikes said it, you know, which is amazing. So, you know what? Uh, what I found impressive was they actually had the terpenes listed for each strain that they had on on uh, for sale there. They had what now? They had the terpenes that were oh, yeah. present in the cannabis that sure. they were selling you right there. So like, right there. like I haven't even seen I haven't even seen that here in Denver really. You know, I mean, I mean? a couple like, places might do it, but sure. How many were they doing? Like all, like all of them. Like all of them that were tested. Well, yeah. all of them were tested too. So yeah, so like yeah, all of them. They had the strain name, and then yeah. it had like the four or five you know terpenes. Top, top two, yeah, yeah exactly. It didn't have like levels, but it had which ones were present. Okay. And it was like in order of how much was in there. Right. So. I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, no, it's good. I mean, that's, that that is, and that actually, in the long run, would be a better profile to see because THC is like one thing, but once you know, once you, it's very much like beer, where you're kind of locking on what hops you like. You know, you're like, oh, I like, oh, I like mosaic right. hops. That's what I like. So now I know, and then you go and you look for whatever has that. And so when you figure out that you know myrcene is your thing because you're just like that skunky guy, that's right. what you want, or terpenoline or something which is you know you're more the hazy type sure um and then you can definitely figure out if they're the style even if it says haze if it doesn't if it doesn't have what you're looking for in that particular uh, right the kind of haze you like you know you won't get fooled by some yeah, well, yeah. someone just naming it yeah. yeah yeah and or just know that it's like not your style it's like right no, no that isn't my style bro they also tiered their pricing like Two of the same strain could be different pricing based on the amount of terpenes in the the cannabis as well. 
Right. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty interesting as well. And it was all um, you could use out of state cards there, obviously. Yep. So. Yeah. I, br- I brought in my card. They just uh, wrote down the number, and I just went into the back. And then recreational and medical are, are all we're all in the same. At the one I went to, it was all the same room. It was just you got more of a discount right. for the medical. You didn't have to pay as much tasks. Uh, as the recreational, which I guess it's like 22% for recreational and like 11% for medical. That's what I pretty much gathered from what I looked up while I was there. Mm-hmm. I guess I should repeat the number since nobody calls in ever because they don't like us or whatever, but it is 720-310-8237 if you want to chat for real or ask a question or, or send us in some fucking direction. Otherwise, the show's going to go completely off the rails soon because we got... We got nothing. No one's answering me. Shore doesn't answer. Sunny doesn't answer. This flies flying up my nose. <laughs> trying to fucking drive me nuts. And, uh, yeah, it's crazy. I actually heard the fly on the mic earlier. It was like, meh, meh, meh. I could hear it. <laughs> so I was like, now he's on the mic? <laughs> I'm going to do, do another dev. So All right. It's one of those shows. It's one of those shows. One of those shows. So um, you're going to look up some crazy news because there's got to be something besides. Oh, yeah. Well, Sessions is a piece of shit. And right. I'm so glad that that didn't fucking la- work at all. Right. Plus, he's in trouble now. And he's, it's so hilarious how this whole uh, administration is just like the minute you think something's going to happen, it just goes like, completely out of you know, the left field or something. Right. Like that. So he. I don't know if he's even going to last anymore. Yeah, it doesn't seem that way. Uh but I don't know if he's just like I don't know if uh, Trump is just giving him lashings on Twitter. You know what I mean? Just to like kind of shake him up a bit. <laughs> Did you see where Scaramucci was like? No, I'm gonna go fucking destroy this guy on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was like it was wow. the most like childish bullshit I've ever heard. Look, it flies on you now. Yeah, I know. Right? Saw that. I saw that. Um, you know what's funny is that Twitter is like the basis of all this stuff, and they're like struggling to make money. You know what I mean? Like how how does that even work? <laughs> That's just really strange to me. I know, right? Well, like, the big ones, should... all the big stuff, like Spotify is losing money on every time it fucking, someone downloads a song from them, they lose money. Wow. It's like, well, that's not a great idea, is yeah, it? Yeah, that doesn't like, sound good. Is, they have, because they're just at a point where they're they're giving, because it's music, man, they have to pay everybody. Right. And they're just paying, like, ridiculous sums of money out, which, I mean, they have. it's good. At least someone's getting paid. Right. But, but it is also like, you know, it's crazy the bigger these big giant companies that are worth 50 billion dollars but then they're losing money every day it's like hmm, what right i don't know sometimes you think like you know when you see a homeless guy you're like dude you don't even have problems bro because you're not like you don't owe all this money like all these other people do right so one of the things that i was talking to you about before the show is that i think is going to be the oh we got a caller boom Welcome to the Adam Dunn Show. Hey, Adam. How's it going? Uh, my name is Joe Hawkins. I've been a long-time listener and uh, first-time caller. Boom. There you go. That's, awesome. kinda, that's what we like to hear. What, what? And uh, I heard you guys just needed an idea of something to talk about. There you go. That's what... Boom. That's it. Instant. Something. Tell me. What you got? Right on. Um, well, I was kind of curious about... I heard you guys talking about doing a show on the history of Purple Urkel, and I was wondering if there was any previews or any information you can give us about when that's coming up. Uh, well, you know, I mean... <clears throat> To be quite honest, it was like one of those things where um, Seeds Here Now, who's one of our main sponsors, obviously, since you listen, uh, he just uh-huh. he just listened to a show on the another podcast, um, and 
was got got real curious because he had actually heard another story. So for him, it said like we like to break these stories down a lot of times for him so that he can see who who he's going to bring into his stable. So I'm not gonna I don't have much to offer as far as the storyline because I uh, I listened to one side of it and the, my 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 goal was to bring in both sides. So that's that's kind of the idea of the show is to show that you know because what happens is these, is these strains get they literally get um, you know mis misquoted and misguided like sometimes right out of the gate you know what i mean it's like literally yeah. one guy's growing it another guy takes a cut calls it something else and changes history like that quick you know what i mean because then all of a sudden you get a bunch of people on this team a bunch of people on that team everybody thinks they're right and that's you know that is literally the the, the, the idea of the whole show in general so i wish i could offer more and <laughs> give you more on that one but i uh uh I'm kind of saving it for myself because that's how I do my shows. Is usually it's me learning just as fast as you guys, because I'm the I'm not that guy who sits around and tries to figure it all out before and then dig even deeper. I'm kind of like a lot of times I know exactly I got the little piece of the onion and I'm just pulling on a little piece and I'll like expose it all together. You know what I mean? Where are you calling yeah. from? Where are you calling from? Uh, I'm calling from San Francisco. I'm up here in NorCal. Oh, nice. Uh, so you got some outdoor. You're sitting on some outdoor there. How's the season looking? Uh, it's looking pretty good. I'm actually, I have a few things going. I got some gear from CSI Humboldt running right now. Um, I'm sure you guys are familiar with him. Yeah. I got two different Bubba Crosses going, so they're doing pretty well. It's going to be like my first real attempt at doing an orga- all organic outdoors. So. Right. And it was a, doing trying to do the no-till thing. How was the, because I know it was a real wet start, huh, this year? Oh, yeah, most definitely. I didn't get stuff out till a little bit later, but, yeah, I know a couple of people had problems with just all the rain. They put stuff out and just got flooded or just ruined. So, yeah, yeah exactly. Luckily, right. I avoided some of that, but, yeah, it's been pretty bad this year. Yeah, that's what I kind of saw. It was a lot of lates. So I figured there's going to be a lot of people put, like, people had everything out ready to go and then flats. Because it was it came on so early that it wasn't even when they were, most of them were established. A lot of people had them, like, <laughs> my, my friends of mine had them in, like, flats, and they just, like, well, that's the end of that. Fucking, they got flooded just so bad. Yeah. Like, literally just, you know, sunk them. Uh, but good. It's good to hear that it's been uh, opening up because uh, maybe, we'll ha- maybe we'll have a – I mean, by the way, it looks like last year in Colorado it was, like, crazy late. Like, we went on until late end of November. And it yep. was just kind of like, okay, when's this shit ever going to get cold? You know? <laughs> cold. Like, we, yeah, so good just, luck on that. Yeah, right on. I appreciate it. Usually it gets pretty wet up here. There's a good fog layer that uh, kind of hangs over this part of the bay, so that's always an issue, getting the right amount of sun, but usually it's been okay. Sure, and then mold issues, of course, at the end of the season and, and all that. Well, exactly. S- stay on top of it, and good luck, and uh, thanks for calling in. Yeah, most definitely. I appreciate you guys talking to me. Oh, and one more, one quick question, if I could. Uh-huh. Uh, were you guys ever going to touch on the um, history of the hog's breath again? I know you guys have kind of gone over it a couple times, but... Yeah, um, I mean, I mean uh, the... Um, because okay, well the 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 uh, the hanging it was the hanging limbs over Overton was the name of the uh, the crew that was and they were that we kind of basically I had a I had a letter um, and I think we we you know when they were there a couple of weeks ago they you know we definitely talked for a short time but it's funny too because between the time we did the show and the second time we talked to him which was a couple which was like since uh, 2015 it's about two years. You know, uh-huh. already if you listen to the two shows and put them parallel, you'd be like, I think that story changed a little bit. You know, so it's like it is. Like, we got to catch it at the right moment, and uh, 
really nail it. But you know, the the, the kind of I was a little disappointed myself personally because part of that story was realization that when I used to work at Sensi Seeds in Amsterdam, one of the things that pissed me off was that the owners always told me that everything was from Sensi Seeds, you know, and I was always like, it's not yeah, true. It's, yeah. not, it's not true, guys. There, there is weed out there that's not from you guys, obviously. Cause, but at yeah. the same time, uh, when I nail these things down, I find out that a lot of times it is true. Like, that was, the, that literally that was. It was like, well, somebody went to Amsterdam and I was, went to Sensi, and I was like, really? Yeah. So that was like, kind of like one of those disappointing shows where I didn't want to go any further because it was like, well, that's just literally telling me exactly what I didn't want to hear, which was that it was the uh, NL5. It was an NL5. It was an NL5 renamed and be in the hot shit and back wherever he, you know, went back to, which is the, you know, that's what happened in the 80s and 90s is that the people who took the, either flew out to Amsterdam and picked up seeds or, you know, ordered them. Because once it went to Canada, it was already getting kind of fucked, you know what I mean, that, in my opinion. Like, yeah. In the very, very beginning, it was Seed Bank and Super Sativa Seed Club, and you had to order them. And those people who had the balls back then, before the internet, to, like, send money out to some cash and a fucking wrapped up in a thing to a guy in Holland, yeah. who would then call a guy and back in America, then to send seeds to him from Ohio or, you know, Oregon or whatever. And and so yeah. so it was kind of like you know those were those 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 years were the kind of magic years that if people got those beans, they really were the fucking man. You know what I mean? Because I remember the guy who lived on the little island that I was living on in Rhode Island, uh, called Jamestown, and it was like one kid grew some killer affy, you know, and it was like I remember him telling me some bullshit story, and it was just like. You know, some lady grew it and whatever, and it came from Afghanistan, and I was just like, you know, no, dude. <laughs> like, and I yeah. found out later, of course, that he had ordered seeds from Super City at the Seed Club and got him, you know, some killer weed. And so that was kind of like, you know, those were the, those were the magic years, you know. And, and that's why when I moved there, I moved there in '89, and it was kind of the end of that whole like '88 catalog was like the kind of like the last of the analog years, and then it all started to get they switched over. And, early 90s and yeah yeah well what what got me really excited about the whole Hogsborough thing and this kind of ties into what you're talking about about the 80s to 90s time frame is I grew up smoking the strain called Hogs Master Kush <laughs> which I mean you've had Matt had Matt Wright on the show a few times uh-huh. and he had worked with James Hawk Gonzalez who was down in San Diego and he created the San Diego Hogs Breath, mm-hmm. which it makes it super confusing because I was like, well, was it Adam's Hogs Breath that I smoked? Was it the San Diego Hogs Breath? What was it? Well, that's interesting. Later, yeah, because, I think I, you know, that, that's something we can definitely um, get to the bottom of at some point because that, that is where I picked up my cut of the, the hog from. So it was like, okay, well, yeah. you know, that came from San Diego, but the guy was from Tennessee and it was his dad. So the kid that I got it from, it was actually my partner, my business partner in Amsterdam. It was a guy that he grew into school with and it was his dad who grew it. And his dad looked uh-huh. like, you know, Uncle Jesse from Dukes of Hazard or something. And yeah. still still lived the uh still lived the uh the Tennessee life while he was in San Diego. But he had, yeah. and then the year that we entered the hog, uh uh-huh. it was like it was actually a real pain in the ass to grow. It was like really small and it was like like very like kind of like floppy and it was, it was just <laughs> like it was it was not a fun plan. You know, it was like one of those things that I I got it. Got the clone, brought it back. Uh-huh. It was uh, also grown outdoors. It was very buggy. I had to like deal with a whole bunch of bullshit. And so when I finally got it to kind of grow normal, we had to, we entered in the cup, and I really didn't think it was going to do very good because it didn't look that great. It was smelled uh-huh. smelled strong, and it was 
good, but it just didn't have looks. You know what I mean? Kind of that's one of those things. The cup, everyone's always looking yeah. for the good looking weed, and it was like, eh, this looks kind of, I don't know, weird. <laughs> and, then, and then it won, you know, <laughs> and then it won based on strength, yeah. pretty much. And then I remember my mom was so pissed. She was like, no. That's the fucking worst plant in the room. And I'm like, I know, it sucks. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I got to keep it. But, you know, that's uh, luck that's of the funny draw. funny how that works out sometimes. Luck of the draw, right? Yeah, because the, uh, the hog's breath, as far as I know, from the San Diego cut is a 80, an 88 Sativa Seed Bank stock cross, which is where the 88 not early 90s time comes in. Uh-huh. And they said it was a NL5 cross with a... In space on there. Yeah, I think uh, it exactly sounds about right though. NL five, uh, it's either NL five skunk or NL five. It was oh William Williams Wonder NL five skunk number one. It was a three way cross. Okay, those are the three, hmm. and most of them came from eighty eight to Tiva Seed Bank yep. uh, stocks. I believe the cross was made in eighty eight. Uh-huh. Yeah, it makes sense. From what I've heard, because but yeah, the people still run that original Hodgebrett cut right now. There's, the family still runs it down in San Diego. Right. Well, that's definitely, um, and that's definitely, um, so Williams Wonder was Super Sativa Seed Bank, and NL5, though, was the, the other seed bank was from Neville. So, from Neville, so that's actually yeah. two different seed banks, so maybe they took the two different ones from different seed banks and they made their own cross with it or something, because that sounds, uh, sounds about right. And uh, yeah, yeah. the Williams Wonder is, is is like one of those strains where if you didn't grow it right, it could it wouldn't really be a nice plant. But if you knew how to grow it, like if you could pre-flower it and then put it outside, uh-huh. like where you normally would never do that. Like normally you put it out and veg it and then let it flower on its own or whatever. This thing you couldn't really do that because it would explode when it went into flowering. And if you grew it like a big plant, and it would just it would would never be able to hold itself up at that point or kind of turn into a big mess but if you put it out like a kind of pre-flowered decent like two-footer and dropped it in the ground it would root and flower and just kind of go real crazy and end up with these big donkey dick kind of colas you know so it was kind of like the the ultimate plant when you figured it out but if you didn't figure it out it's just the fucking worst plant ever to grow (laughs) because you just feel like what is going on here you know it was a great great yeah yeah, yeah. it was a really cool strain the only people, totally. The only, right on. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me about it. Hey, no problem. Thanks for calling in. All right. Have a good one, guys. Peace. See? It was like fishing. That was like fishing. Absolutely. Almost got a story. Didn't quite get a story. <laughs> no? Oh, we don't got it. Uh, 720-310-8237. If you guys want to call in. Uh, if uh, If not, whatever. We can chit chat. This fly is going to drive me fucking nuts. Though. At right. the end of the show, I'm going to go nuts. I'm going to smash this whole place up. <laughs> kill this fly. I'm going to smear it across. I'm going to take video. I'll video I'm it. I'm like scared you got to break your rig swatting this fly over. I'm just like, are you fucking kidding? <laughs> it's like, uh, so like, plus it's like near where I need to talk all the time. So yeah. I put my mouth on a fly. I had a question from a couple weeks ago. Yep. I could have swore I heard you say something about HOG. Is there like a strain called HOG? What hog hog regular hog? Oh, okay. So, what, is, does it stand for something? Is it Heaven's oh. Own Grape or something like that? Or? Well, no. Hanging over, hanging over, hanging limbs over ten is what it was on my. But it doesn't really make any sense from the hog. Right. Thing, yeah. But okay. it was called hog. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Because and was, was from, and that was like Tennessee thing. Because I got Tennessee, this Georgia. I got some harmony extracts the other night, the, like a month or two ago, and it was H dot O dot G dot. It was all abbreviated, 
and I think the guy said heaven's own grape or something like that. And then I heard you say hog, and I was wondering if they were like anything similar. But heaven's own grape or something. I don't know. But it was like it was really good tasting concentrate. You know what I mean? But okay, so it was, it was a concentrate too. Yeah, it was concentrate. Okay. Yeah, but it was yeah it was strain specific, I guess, or whatever. But uh, it was very it, it had grape. Obviously, it was like grape citrusy grape type stuff. So. Just wondering, I just heard you a couple weeks back and I didn't have a chance and I was just remembering about it right now. Uh-oh. So, hold on, let's see. Maybe, oh my God, this could be the... Oh, yeah? This could be the one. You might break this thing open here. I don't know. The bros called called me during the show. See? The bros. I mean, I try, I try. I tried every, I tried every angle today. I called oh, everybody. wow. I texted everybody now. Let's see. Hold on. Let's see what we got here. Did we get nothing? Nothing. I thought I saw an answer from. Uh, go through some of those questions. Is there anything on there? Yeah, uh, someone said that they had a hog called Heavenly OG. But I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Someone put a bunch of flavoring in there or something in there, but I, I wouldn't but, doubt it. Well, as far as I know, Harmony is pretty reputable and like wouldn't do something like that. But who knows with anyone like that? You know what I mean? I don't know. So I think that's one of the things that I believe. I mean, hopefully, it doesn't last too much longer because the mm-hmm. thing is that all these artificial terps are yeah. not good for people to smoke. No, like, absolutely and, not. And, and I get really pissed off. When I have firsthand experience with uh, that the stuff from the, the green solution my friends always my friends go there all the time for some reason and they bring the stuff nectar bee their own in-house extraction stuff uh-huh. and like they even tell them that there's uh artificial terpenes added to it mm-hmm. and oh my god and it hurts your throat so bad like i don't even like i tried it like once and it was terrible yeah it's yeah. one of those things where you're uh, it's the same as like blunts and stuff when people have like great blunts it's like Dude, it's bad enough you're smoking tobacco, but that fucking flavoring is what's going to kill you in the long run. Right. You know that that shit is not, like, they didn't design it to be smoked. Like, like we, need, we need some grapey flavored stuff that, you know, you can smoke, be safe. It's like, safety's no. never thought it. That's for sure. Right. Uh, let's see. Well, no, I don't know. I thought I had an answer. It looked like I had an answer, but yeah. I'm not seeing anything on my so what do you think about people smoking terpenes in higher concentrations? People are saying that that's like maybe causing that cannabis endometriosis thing or whatever. Or I don't even. I don't the, that's probably, the, yeah, the, I don't, that's probably not even the right word. Whatever. Yeah, yeah I, know whatever. What you, I know what you mean. Though. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be like a spell check thing. We're like, yeah, forget about it. Don't even try to. Don't even try to say. Hypermesis syndrome. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah cannabis hyper. Well, I met I met somebody who actually has that. Okay. Um, should we get him on the phone? Yeah, or, or maybe if anyone in the chat gang has has any experience with someone who has said that they're uh, this kid has they've ran into the cannabis hypermesis syndrome, uh, because I've heard lots of debates on. I mean, I've read lots of debates on Facebook groups and stuff like that, and people are saying that maybe it's people since the uh, inception of dabbing and people getting higher concentration of terpenes uh, from their cannabis now or from their use now. That it could actually be causing uh, the syndrome, and it was interesting. I mean, 
I know people have feelings about Hashtrich and stuff, but I was watching it last week, and they were talking about uh, uh, the same exact kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as uh, we may be overloading our system with terpenes, you know what I mean? Uh, as far as making concentrates and, you know. Well, you know what's happening right now in California um, that I've heard. Let me see. I make sure I'm going right now. Let's see. Uh, oh, damn, see, I almost... See, I was so I that's the only thing to I'll punch in my phone number and then they'll be like, well, I tried to call you like twenty times. <laughs> be like, Oh yeah, I probably should have put the show number in. This is Dave Weiner, uh, from uh New York who does video and stuff. He helped us on that um roast. Oh, okay. And but he had that condition which was kinda crazy. He was like one of the He's probably one of the guys who High Times wrote about it, if they ever wrote about it, just because he'd be that guy. <laughs> yeah, he was, right. Because he's really close to that. No, it's funny. Like, I grew up with a guy. He was always the guy who had the weed, and he was always just selling it to people. And, like, he was one of the first people who had dabs that I ever saw. He brought the first rig to a party that I ever saw. And I saw him recently, probably like a year or two ago, and he said that he he has he had that syndrome, and he can't smoke anything. Like, he no no dabs. He doesn't smoke flour. Nothing like that. This kid still smokes like crazy. Though. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Like, yeah. But, you know, you know, what's also kind of crazy is in California now with the pens and stuff that they are starting to... Now they're putting more terps in and less uh, THC, and they just keep kind of like tweaking it and tweaking it and tweaking it and noticing that. Okay, so Dave said he'll call in. Cool. Cool. Call in. Uh, we uh, are ready for you. Oh, he said now or... Wow. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'll just put his live now. It's live now. It's live now. He's at a dinner. You can call in. Why the hell not? Yeah. Why the hell not? Um, typical. So the uh, go with the vape pens in California. You're saying? Yeah, they're actually. So what they're doing is that because they notice that people don't really notice the difference if you put like super high THC in I'll put uh, no uh, oh well no problem like distillate like raw distillate with no yep. terpenes in it and those no nah, they'll just put a bunch of they'll put just like and they put less and less and less and less and then they realize if they put about 30% THC instead of like 70 nobody notices a difference you know what I mean and then people are like cool and we'll just do that and then just put here and they put it because the terps as we're noticing kind of like dictate the kind of like Right. the direction if it's maybe it doesn't really like so if you're real like lightweight just by that slight direction mm-hmm. you're already like oh I'm there you know right. what I mean whereas we need a lot more help than that you know what I, mean? I heard so, a really good uh, analogy for that like THC CBD the cannabinoids are all the fuel and the terpenes are the are what driving the car basically uh, so uh-huh. and kind of dictate the high and the effect that you get from it medicinally yeah, and then uh, that's a very very smart analogy. Um, so, how, how much are the pens out there? Ridiculous. Was it like half, yeah, a, every, half a gram, ninety dollars well, or something stupid? Because that'd be the, that's the money maker out there. Sure. sure. Well, they had those like disposable e joints. Mm-hmm. You've seen those that would have the batteries, just like a one time use. You know, you go through like. 250 milligrams of oil or something like that you know what i mean um those were like 30 to 50 dollars for the most part 
and then grams were like sixty to eighty dollars for like BHO, and and yeah, it all kind of looked like boo boo, you know, right. nothing, nothing I would want to look at, you know. Uh, well, and that was the other thing too is that you could kind of see some of them, like if the packaging was good, but they wouldn't let you take it out of the package, and you couldn't. There wasn't a display gram to like check out. So, uh, yeah. So maybe I, I. I mean, I only had time. I didn't want to get lifts to like thirty different shops or something like that. You know, or, you know, three different shops or whatever. I just got a lift to one that was pretty close to the hotel. Uh, I tried to like. I was like watching a uh, bikes posts in Vegas to see like yeah. where he went and all that stuff. There he is, Mr. Wiener. Wiener at Diener. Wiener's at Diener. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Is that Wiener at Hello. Hello. Is that? Is this Adam Dunn show? This is the Adam Dunn show. You are All on right, the air. This is smoking the Smokies. Ah, smoking the Smokies. I thought it was Mr. Wiener calling in. I have another guy checking in. Oh, he's trying this to. This is smoking. This is smoking the Smokies. How you doing, right. Mr. Smokies? How's the Smokies doing out there? Uh, doing wonderful. Just ain't able to chat today, you know. And I just wanted to say, I've been growing a little bit of the hog kush that I got from Adam. Oh, nice. And I'm just gonna say it's phenomenal. Sweet. Oh, glad to hear someone's out there still cranking it out. Okay, so now I got another caller coming in, so we just hang in there. You can you can stay on the line if you want. Mr. Wiener. Up, Senior Adam. How are you? How you doing? You are you at Diener, Mr. Wiener? I am at Diener. <laughs> Mr. Wiener is at Diener. <laughs> Mr. Wiener's at Diener. Uh we got we got Smokey and from the Smokies on there too, so say hi to him. So brother, how are you? I'm doing fine. How is everybody? <laughs> so, see, we got we got we got a whole pretty good another whole... day without a. With that, yeah. So how? Tell, okay. So we were just the thing is we were just in mid conversation and it was like came up. Obviously, nobody could pronounce the condition. Nobody knew what it was, <laughs> and I was like, I know somebody who's got it. And now he's at dinner. So what are you doing at dinner? You, you you're not even allowed to eat, are you? You can't eat. You can't do nothing, man. You're puking all the time. No, I can't. <laughs> what are you doing? I can't smoke weed. I can't eat. I just have to take hot showers a vicious cycle as they say so the it's called cannabinoid hyperemesis syndrome uh, and uh emesis? hyperemesis mm-hmm. in medical terms stands for uh repetitive vomiting um and the only time that i've ever come across this term in my research is in pregnant women so basically i'm a pregnant mm. sappy emotional <laughs> Oh, that's what it was. Woman. Yeah, that makes sense. It totally makes sense. I mean, now that I now that I think about it, I'm like, yeah, that is exactly. <laughs> you couldn't nail. You couldn't nail. So it I better. call. I I personally call it my weed period. <laughs> um, yeah. And it, I, honestly, I don't 100 percent buy into it and think it's a real thing. Mm-hmm. There's actually a doctor in Boston that just recently started doing. Um, a clinical study on it, and I just came across this uh, this information yesterday. It was actually like an article, and I'll send that to you, Adam, uh, within the next 24 hours. Nice. And uh, it's uh, for me, I it's so inconclusive because sometimes it'll happen after. And I mean, I'm only 25, and I work in the music industry, so hmm. I have my long nights here and there. Um, sure. And Sometimes it'll happen after a long night of 
whatever. And then other times it's been literally completely random. I just wake up the next morning completely sick and start throwing up and can't stop for 12 hours and need to take hot showers religiously. Um, hmm. So it's it's very, very interesting and kind of confusing. But uh, they, my theory on it is because every time you go into the emergency room, they're diagnosing your problem. Mm-hmm. And they go, well, you're vomiting. Do you smoke weed? And you go, yeah, I mean, yeah, who doesn't? <laughs> I go, how much weed do you smoke? And I go, well, I mean, a little bit more than the next guy, but not as much as Adam Dunn does. But so it's, uh, and then they go, well, do you take hot showers? And then they go, cannabinoid hyperemesis. Um, So there really is no scientific proof that I've come across where I've been like, okay, this is exactly what it is. But it is something that's very real. And um, even in this study that I came across yesterday, actually, it's kind of funny that you messaged me. Um, and uh, the, the doctor said this is 100% a very real thing. And the only conclusion that he came to from his study on whatever patients he had, and I'm sure it was not a large enough test group to be scientifically scientifically uh, quotable mm-hmm. in our own opinions, just as people who are kind of theorists and stuff like that, but um, he said that it 100% is a very real thing, and I can attest to that. I mean, I, it, the symptoms that I go through are very, very real, and I cannot stop puking for 12 hours on end, and I have to go to the hospital to get more fluids in me under IV, and unfortunately, I end up having to use the pharmaceuticals that they give me, which sucks, because I'm very against that. I mean, Adam, I know we talked about my company, Stone Sober, mm-hmm. Um, and, and kind of our mission about spreading awareness of cannabis as an alternative to pharmaceuticals and stuff like that. So for me, it's a big struggle of, fuck, cannabis is such a safe haven for me and a relief in my daily life, being a person who struggles with pain from shoulder reconstruction, stomach issues from chronic, being force-fed ADD meds as a kid and also being an ADD patient who uses <laughs> weed gun. to calm down, cannabis to calm down. So, But right. that's my input on it, and I don't know if that helps you guys at all, but i got to run back into dinner, unfortunately. Okay, okay oh, no yeah. problem. We just wanted to make, get it right from the horse's mouth there before, yeah, it, puked all been... over us, before it puked all over us. <laughs> Quick, get it before Straight it puked. Straight from the tip of the wiener, as they say. <laughs> exactly. Well, congrats on your anniversary, and get back to that dinner, <laughs> Mr. Wiener, Wiener Diener. And then we'll we'll talk soon. Wieners, deaners. <laughs> yeah, of course. Thank you very much for thinking of me, even right. though uh, hopefully we can think of each other in more lighter terms next time. Yep, cool. Thank you, man. <laughs> of course. Catch you later, brother. Talk soon. Have a good night, guys. Peace. Later. Yeah, so in the process of talking to him, we lost Smoke Smokies. Oh, man. We were going to talk. Yeah, wasn't we were like we talk. weren't yeah. trying to work. That's why I said stay on the line, because I didn't mean to. You didn't have to sure. leave. You can call back if you want, because... I just happened to call. It just happened to be that that set timing. Maybe bro. they didn't want to See, waste their minutes, man. I think we, yeah, of course. So I if you want to call, oh man, this fly, dude, it's, it's unbelievable, dude. This fly. I'm gonna watch this whole video just to see the fly attacking me the whole time. Like, <laughs> it's like I'm trying to be like a fucking statue, and like it's. I'm like, are you get the fuck out of here? That's funny. So a lot of people in the some people in the chat room brought up the fact that it could be from like pesticides. 
Oh, for sure. For sure. It could be a lot. I mean, it'll be interesting to see if they're now taking it seriously, which it sounds like. So now he's actually got doctors telling me it's "Ah, it's a real thing. So real thing means they're going to have to do some actual research. Yeah. Um, Yeah, because, I mean, so many – it's like when they had that – remember back in the day when it was like – Oh, cannabis will make you grow breasts, and you're like, "Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, really?" Because look at everybody. I'm looking around, and like, none of us are growing breasts, like, and we're all <laughs> now. If you wait until we're fifty, fuck yeah, everyone's they're all got moob city, right? But if you did it when you're, I mean, smoking when you start when you're young, then you're like, and that's a, that is the kind of like uh, ironic thing is that everything else people are like going quicker and quicker and quicker but when you start looking at kids now and you start looking at thinking about yourself when you were 11 or 12 or whatever when you started smoking weed and you look at 11 or 12 year olds now and you're like that they're not quite there you know what I mean it right. seems like it seems like yeah. there's some definite differences um, I gotcha and we're all fucking hypocrites of course but at that point you know I'm sure if you saw a video of yourself when you first started smoking weed you'd be like okay that guy's not, <laughs> not that guy's not ready <laughs> that guy was not <laughs> not as old as I thought he was Okay. Well, anyway, um, so like I said, if uh, Smoke Smokies wants to call back, yeah, give absolutely. Us a call, call back. Call, call, call if back. anybody else wants to call in, it is the uh, same number, as I said before 720 310 These are always funnier because then you never know what's coming. You know, you're just doing like talk radio at that point. Right. Um, and flies. <laughs> and you got flies. Flies. With, with flies. With flies. Yeah. Um, other, I saw some other questions. Oh, everybody! They always want me to go to like stories, but then I start a story and I get all sidetracked and go backwards in time. Oh, but actually, what is interesting is with Seeds Here Now, um, they are going to for the next four or five months, I guess it is, until until the uh, until the Emerald Cup, mm-hmm. which is about what December. So we're talking about five months from now. Uh, I they're going to be giving out the. 13 different potential sort of uh, crosses. Some are F1, some are F2s, and some are even F3s, um, which are going to be the weird ones. Uh, <laughs> well, they're not quite there yet. They're sort of like, there's like a half done project. Because the idea of the whole next project that I'm doing is I'm going to do like an open-ended project where I kind of got some lines started and then hand it off to whoever oh, okay. purch- <clears throat> purchases it and then give... Uh, charity, twenty five percent charity, and oh. then uh, it's like me and Bodie combo thing. Cool. And there's only going to be a hundred sets. You know what I mean? Oh, there you go. Who we got? Who we got? See, I knew if I told a story, then it would go. Yeah. Welcome to the Adam Dunn Show. Who we got? Smoking or smoking, but he's back. See, he didn't back. get interrupted. See, you called right when we got the other call. So, and I, I actually called that guy, and he was at an anniversary dinner, and he had to talk about his. Conditions that was not not the most exciting conversation to get get sucked <laughs> into. I can understand. Uh, so, so tell us about the hog uh, that you're still is that was that from re, from uh, recently that you got or is it kind of an older one? Um, basically, if you remember, Adam, me and my brother Buck Russell come and visited you a few years back, about three, yeah. I want to say. Yeah. Exactly. It, it so, took me a while to it, it took it took me a while to get them popped because situations here. Gotcha. So it's from the but, batch. Okay, cool. So it's from the recent ba- recent batches. Back. Nice. Yeah, but uh, it was at the uh, hog cross of Kush. Uh-huh. I use it for sleeping medicine basically because it is so awesome. Uh, it's the only thing that puts me down. Nice, nice. So, uh, 
and how, how did it go with all the auctions and all that stuff? It worked out pretty good? I mean, that, that all kind of came together in the end? Everything everything came together real well. The only thing is, is like you said, when you the first couple of times I tried to do it, yeah, it just blow the hell up on you. You couldn't really control it, wouldn't <laughs> hold itself up, yeah. so forth, falling over constantly. Right. So I basically started doing it to where it was three to four main branches, mm-hmm. and they ended up filling in in solid colas, and I've ended up with I mean great phenos and everything. I mean I truly love it. Another one of my favorites that I got from you is a Tangerine Kim dog. Uh-huh. That sucker, oh, people just beg for it. They love the medicine. Nice. It helps with so many ills that people have. Yeah. Sounds delicious. Um, yeah, that was, it was actually Tang. It wasn't Tangerine, but it's Tang. Yeah, the Tang uh, oh. Kim. The Tang Kim. That was actually, uh, uh, got that, it's, it's, it retained most, most of them uh, retained that, the tang part of it all, which is the, the the deeper berry flavor and stuff, and it's a it's a good that's a good uh, solid indica, you know, a great great plant. Yep, yep. Another one I like very much that uh, came from Colorado that you I got from you was the SS Fog. You had crossed it with the Kim. Uh-huh. Um, I thought I loved the Fog by itself, but man, with that Kim added to it, oh, it's superb. Uh, it's my probably my go-to the most smoke. That I do the most. The I super, smoke it the most. Super sour, super sour fire OG is what it was. Uh, yeah, that was a that actually did work out really well too. That was just a real like had some cuts uh, from uh, from Mile High seeds here and uh, just happened to be in the room and it was like one of those very limited. I didn't really never did anything with it, but it had some. That was one of those ones that I, I kind of just you know got it out to the right people i think and got, always got good feedback from that everybody was always like there was a keeper in that one and you know it's always funny when you have stuff that you just uh, you didn't really wasn't even in your wasn't even in your radar you know what i mean just did it and have it and it's always if you get like enough people telling you the same thing you're like all right then there's got to be something to that one because i got guys in you know appalachians and i got guys in australia telling me the same thing so you're like okay right. must be something Right. Cool. Right. And I'm going to tell you, I mean, uh, and, and uh, the seed ratio, you know, has been awesome. I've got more female. Uh, I, I I have a harder time getting a male than I do trying to keep all females. Okay, that's always so, good. So, yeah. I mean, uh, for them, so you're, uh, everything I'm popping, uh, mm-hmm. that's like here recently, I put in some bubble gum and uh, some he- heavy-duty fruity and all yeah. to see what sex they were and all. Everyone but a cherry OG I had, ended up, that was the only male I had was a cherry OG. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, it's yeah a, of course I, I got it from somebody else. I was gonna say that's not in my stable. <laughs> that was not in my stable. But in uh, yeah, you know the thing is, and it is luck of the draw when you're doing. That's the whole thing about regular seeds. Like as a, you know, bagging them up and selling them, and you're like, you can only hope that you're doing a good job when you're doing it because you're not like you know it is luck of the draw. And there's some been times when guys have come. And it's been exactly that where they 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 were looking for males and they they didn't, oh man are you feminizing because I'm getting like hardly any feet and I'm like wow not really I'm just like that's just like and I've had it completely opposite too where guys were like fuck man I got all, I almost got all males and so it's like you know and that and that is uh, obviously a bummer and that was back in the day of the whole push that people went for for feminized but. For me, it's like I'd rather just like still find the right one and then make clones off of that for a while and you know hang on to it and just be know what you got because it is fun. Did we lose him? Now we're losing you. 
Yeah, I'm sorry. You got bad storms here right now. Oh, oh. man. Got to watch your shit. Wind, what kind of storms you got? Like windy or is it uh, all rain? or? Right now, the past two days, it's been uh, you know a little bit of rain and all, but today it's been a bit of wind and a lot of rain. And, of course, my outside gardens are loving it like no other. Um, but, you know, I just, uh, the phone where I'm living at at the moment just don't work good right here. I have to get out away from the house just to be able to call. Right. Uh-huh. Um, now, another one I got going right now that's yours, that's in a week four, is Underdog. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I'm loving it. Uh, I got one that seems to be more indicate dominant, and the other one's more sativa. But at the same time, they're they're just so beautiful in the way they're frosting up and everything. Um, I'm just anxious to put the put the taste test to it. Right. Um, so the question in the chat was about the the cam in it. Um, so for the so I got like a from from uh, Derek from Incredibles when I first came here. He had a uh, mm-hmm. he had a cam uh, double D mail from from Rez who like of course everybody hates Rez, <laughs> but he did do a couple of good projects and they had, he had selected a mail from that which I had done. Uh, so there's a depends on which way you're looking at it. There's some that if it's a if it's a male that I used and hit up a cam, then it would be the cam D. If it's uh, the male is a cam, then it was this cam double D. Just to clear that up. So there's a couple times where you have, you have to clarify that, but um, and that all depends on the order that you see it on the thing. But for the ones you had, that was the Cam Double D that we used, and that's uh, produces some pretty huge buds. Also, that's one of the things. Like it, it will actually impart real conical, large fucking buds on your uh, things that normally would stay real tight and not kind of come out of the come out of the leaf uh, out of the crown. You know, you get those ones that just leaf coming all the way to the top this would actually push the, absolutely push them out well, it's good to hear that those finally got put in the ground because <laughs> that's always a, that's always one of those funny things is i'll give people seeds or i'll you know like come back to their house two or three years later and they'll still have them there i'll be like what <laughs> you didn't even do them yet uh, like, oh, i'm gonna do them man. yeah i know it's hard it's hard basically to get right program. before uh right before rusty got sick we finally got to start doing things again and unfortunately, he passed away three days before he, our first harvest would have been. And, um, you know, that's the downfall. But the good thing is, is God has blessed us with many patients. And, um, you know, one right now is unfortunately suffering right now with hospice about to pass away with cancer real bad. Uh-huh. But the other ones that was in worse condition are having a very good turn to the better. So, you know, God only knows the truth of how things work out. All I can do is provide God's medicine as it's provided to me. Yeah, I mean, that is like an unfortunate thing. We all go, like, we're all we're all out there taking care of, you know, trying to take care of who we can. And, uh, but, you know, that's part of the, part of what makes you keep rolling, you know, just knowing that you're, you're part of that piece of that puzzle for that person to keep them in the right conditions. You know? Yeah. Well, you know, uh, unfortunately, um, not every state has went legal yet, and I'm just praying it does soon. Right. Yep. Yeah. No, it's. Uh, I know you're definitely in the, uh, the one of the tougher ones, and that's gonna. You know, there there's gonna be places that are gonna be the uh, the last the last of the Mohicans when it comes to to legalization yeah. and or you know acceptance and all that. So, um, you know. 
hopefully you'll hopefully not as as, as long as Oklahoma and <laughs> hopefully a couple other ones will be a little bit after you guys, you know. But um, you know. I, I hope so too. Um, but until then, I'll just keep doing what I do and pray for the best, and that's all I can do. That's for sure. That's for sure. Well, I'm glad. Um, hopefully, I'll be come. Hopefully, I might be passing through Colorado in a week or two. I hope to look you up right. again and shake your hand and see you in person again. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you should, uh, if 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 it works into a Friday, come through. We'll come come on the show. Be a guest. Yeah, come to the show. That's always uh, it's always uh, open open seat here for anybody in the chat gang like that. And uh, would yeah, definitely love to see you. Keep us informed. Well, uh, when, next time I come, I hope you got a fat boy size of uh, your shirt so I can get me one of my size this time. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I've lost a little bit of weight since you saw me last. But oh, good. Well, that still, might... I like to wear this shirt. I like to wear a shirt that looks like a tent. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Sounds good, man. <laughs> well, y'all have a wonderful day, and thank you for letting me speak. Awesome. Take care. Peace. Bye. Straight from the Appalachians. Um... Yes, yeah, it's, it's interesting because I uh, friends of mine have just watched the episode with the Buck Russell episode like the other day. Like, dude, oh. no way, you know, because yeah. they have to, like they're listening to, to whatever. The, they're just going through, yeah, yeah, and they're like, fuck, can't believe it, you know, the hardcore is, OCD podcaster uh, yeah. types like yeah. me. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So they're like <laughs> still way behind, obviously, but uh, that's funny. Yeah, it's it's, it's the live on in the podcast. Podcasts will live on forever. Absolutely. Which is kind of true. That's one of the weird things about these shows is, uh, you know, back in the day it was always radio, and then now it's like, it's interesting because we can go back. And, and, and again, like, like like I was saying with a guy, <clears throat> hog guy, wasn't quite two episodes, but for me it was because I got to read a letter. Like, he's, we, contact, we contacted each other in 2015. Mm. So, and then he talked to James, and then he told James it was like, Maybe six months, two months ago, or three, I don't know, something crazy like that. And he's like, "No, he's like, no." I showed him the letter. This is from you sent this to Adam in 2015. He's like, huh? like, like the time and space were just completely not not making sense. So, Weird, but you know, just shows you how. Yeah. Like, and so I think with the podcast too, you'll see that too, where you know people will be like, "I never said that." And they'll be like, "Right here." Yep. And the people who look, were listening to it, they'll remember everything, of course, you know. Um, so, who else did we try to try? Oh, yeah, Sonny. Sonny said maybe. I think he said something. Uh, I had him, but another guy that was... <coughs> oh, short. Oh, there we go. Short. Now everyone, now, we're, now they're all answering me. Like, I got, <laughs> I got hours of uh, content. Nice. Let's see. Shoot the shit with short. That could be our next episode. <laughs> well, right now, actually. So. Segment. Next segment. Next segment. Let me see. I'll, I'll put it on right now. Boom. Do you know much about the duck foot strain? Uh, Hawaiian duck foot. Yeah, yeah, I mean a little bit. It's, I know uh, you guys had a show on it. I listened to it a long time ago. I couldn't remember it. I mean, it's you know the the the, the leaves are super obvious. I have a strain. I have a uh, one of the jasmine catfish crosses, which was I don't remember which one, which one it was, but hmm. it's weird. It has like, but is it? I think it's just a leaf deformation. It's not oh, inherent, okay. but it has like the same where 
one of the leaves has like a double leaf where it kind of jags off a bit or something like that. Right. God, it's fucking fly. Oh, yeah. He's just... He's relentless. He's he lies this whole time. He's so <laughs> bad. Um, so maybe Shord's going to call him, shoot the shit with Shord. Yeah. Part of the show. See, it's funny because a couple years ago, nobody knew who Shord was because he was very much an underground guy. And now he's like doing the biggest project, you know, in the States as far as like in, in Greenhouse. And so people right. are like, oh my God. So it wouldn't be wouldn't be bad to talk. I know he was harvesting some of the stuff of mine, so I'd like to see what he what he uh, what he did. So sure, absolutely. And uh, this is a be typical too. Like I'll have everybody like try to fight, fight to get on, fight. To <laughs> and then uh, let's see. Maybe Sonny can, can get Sonny insured because he was just down there at this spot. So um, I'll just put the same thing with him. Yeah, Chat Gang is definitely calling for another Hawaii show. Okay, well, that's good. You know what we'll do is we'll get Grayskull because um, he just had an article come out recently. And and it was cool because he basically, I, I, like, I read the article thinking like, okay, I know that when he did his competition, he literally called us up and was like, I want to do the Adam Dunn show out here. I was like, cool. And he's like, yeah. like he just wanted to be like everything. I was like, just go, go to the site, get this, like get out this app. It'll help you fucking line it all up. Yeah. It's like a competition app that uh, Mitch figured out. And it just all fill it in and boom, you can pretty much like use their f- framework and it all worked out really well. Sure. And uh, but in the thing he said exactly that he said it was well it's kind of a combination of the Adam Dunn show and some other competitions I was like cool I like that a little recognition a little yeah so uh, cool. apparently we're invited for the next year so we'll get Grayskull to come on I'll talk to him and we'll get a couple other Hawaiian guests got a guy on the Big Island we got a few people in Kauai and wow so we've already got it we've already got the framework kind of sure. there so we might as well get the some of the old guests some new guests get jason king on or a few a couple other people yeah know, a few later 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 people um but the yeah the wally duck and the hawaiian duck foot it seemed to be similar look he's, he's on you now oh yeah that thing is crazy dude it's like a pit bull of flies <laughs> yeah. it's just on you he's going after you it's crazy um i don't know short's scared scared don't be scared short just call got a lot of work to do i'm sure oh uh what's that smoke and smokey said sorry adam yes the auction did great and helped the family so much i could barely hear when i called in from the storm here okay not a problem uh let's see so now of course i'm sending to him because people think it's going to be like planned or something (laughs) That's fine. <clears throat> so, why the hell not? We'll see. Radio Magic. Call in short. Shooting the shit was short. And then maybe Sonny. Let's see. Uh, so he said, of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say like 15 minutes. Yeah. 15 minutes. Yeah. 15 minutes max. Boom. Okay, boom. So maybe he'll call because I'm keeping it short. Right. Just get it. Ah. Uh, uh, 
Keeping it short. <laughs> keeping it short. Uh, keeping it short was short. Good stuff. Short and around. <laughs> now it's good because uh, Short grew up in Amsterdam and uh, pretty much grew up in the. Well, he went. He grew up in Africa, and we've had him on the show before. But I mean, it's a. Uh, he's always fun to talk to because he's got a lot of experience, and now he's yeah. growing large scale and doing some big things, which is you know the a lot of people for a lot of people it's like they've never seen it, so they don't understand it. He's got he's gone in and see, he's seen it before and always had to do it clandestine, so to be able to do it. Openly, you know, above like, ground. Yeah, yes. it's not that it's easy. Look, nothing's easy, but it's sure. Uh, so, can you refresh me on what exactly it is he's doing? I, I he runs a big greenhouse down there. No, he says he wish he could, but he's rushing to get to the bank. Okay, no prob. <laughs> All right, no. Wah, wah, wah. He's running with well. He's running one of the he's the largest tomato farm in North America that was under under glass. Converted to cannabis now, so oh. so he came in and retrofitted the whole greenhouse, and it's getting it kind of it's it's not all operational. The whole greenhouse thing's huge, it's like seven or eight, eight acres under glass, something like that. Jeez. More, I think it's like seven or like sixty acres total, but they're only got like I don't know, it's a couple acres now. Wow, pretty awesome stuff. That's cool. I'm not going to really quote numbers because I'll probably be all off. Be like, dude, it's not that. It's, <laughs> it's either it's either way bigger or way smaller. You never know. But I know it's I know it's up there. Um, okay, let's see. Now, sunny. We could just get sunny for the last 10 minutes, but we don't really even need anybody because now it's going to dwindle away. <laughs> uh, see, so, okay, good. Mom's coming up for tonight. I'll try to get her on the show one day, too. She'll never do it, but we shall see. Um, uh, what's that? Tony Baloney's asking if you would ever have Skunk Man Sam on the show. Sure. I mean, he's always on... Uh, Hash Church. He's on Hash Church and he's on with um, Todd McCormick now all the time. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I've had, I mean, I, I'd have him on for sure. He's he's fun. He's fun because he's always he's super. Um, he'll never agree on nothing. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's pretty he, argumentative. He's very argumentative. Yeah, so that's awesome. Sure. I love I love I love Sam. And thing is, it, it would be, it, yeah, sure. I'll I'll reach out to him. I'm sure now he's getting tired because he's doing all these other shows and. Sure. Yeah. Come on, hang out with us. Who knows? Yeah, but yeah, it's uh, it is really fun to watch. Sometimes drop in and listen to some of the conversations on some of the other shows, just because it's like, I'm like, you know, we're we're all we're all obviously talking about a lot of the same stuff, and there's not, you know, sure. But it's uh, yeah, I listen to him. Uh, I listen to the new Todd. Todd's had a couple, like three or four shows out right now, so I know Sam's been on most of them. So if you want to catch up on some Samism. <laughs> Because he's very much, I was listening to him, I was like, yeah, this is pretty much the conversation you would have with him. doesn't matter who it is on the other end, on the receiving end. It would be me or Todd or anybody else. He's going to be argumentative and or look for a way to, to not answer your question the way you'd hope he'd answer it. Answer it with right. a kind of like me. So on that tip, mm-hmm. do you have any cannabis podcasts that you would recommend? Like... Uh, I mean, just off the cuff, or I don't know. Well, I mean, now that I don't remember the name of the guy, but I'm sure somebody in the chat room because I saw him posted earlier. But the guy that the Australian dude is really cool. He's gonna, I'm going to be on his show. Apparently, I should probably <laughs> know his name. That'd be probably good to. Yeah, sure. He I definitely know. wanted to interview me. Um, seems seems like he's got a lot of the same guests and um, kind of going for the same idea, like going back working with breeders and strains and things. He seems really cool. I'm sure someone's going to pop it up. Sure. And 
also the uh, Kevin Jodry or whatever we've had on the show from Wonderland. Uh, oh, okay. Wonderland Nursery. He's his are awesome. Like anything that he does, I always listen to just because I love the accent too. He's got the New England accent. Oh so yeah. That combination. Is, <laughs> it's almost like I'm listening to a combination of Bill Burr and and a grow thing. So it's like yeah, this is awesome. It's nice. Gonna, it's gonna start going off the rails soon. Awesome. No, he's cool. Um, you know, to be quite honest, I'm pretty bad about listening to other podcasts. No, no, no. I was just wondering because I haven't, I haven't really got patience to sure. go through too many shows. No, like, I hear you. Okay, whatever. I but used to keep up with 50 different shows at one point in time. That's crazy. But I don't do that no anymore. But <laughs> yeah, I got about six or seven, and there's not very many grow ones, just because. Well, I was about to say that this is the first podcast because I was looking for something that was kind of local. God. You know, what I mean, uh-huh. about cannabis, and that this is like the closest thing I could find to it. You know what I mean? And then the only other two that I listen to that are like mainstream, you know, it's like the the Cannabis, their mm-hmm. podcast, I do that one. And then... Oh, yeah, there's that Dude Grows show. The Dude, the Dude Grows show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's, that one's okay. I've watched that a couple times. Sure. Um, yeah, uh, well, and then Heavy D's got his show, but I never listen to that. I don't know. Just to me, it seems a little commercially oriented. Right. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. That's, and that's the thing is that this is the first one that I ever found that was like, you know, that seemed like, you know, real information is, you know, and not. Yeah, we try. I mean, we try like, and, and we try to have fun, obviously. And if you, it is interesting to go back and listen to all the old episodes because I'm always like, you know, we had our goofy times. We had sure. our, we had our, because there's, you know, we had the kids shows, which are always kind of funny. Right. They make me laugh. Um, but there, <laughs> but then we had a lot of good good knowledge coming through, and I think that's also you know been the been the focus of the show from the beginning is to try to like somehow, and it is funny because back in the day I was like, man, I wonder if you could do. I, I was thinking because I had my 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 leaf blower thing, smoke right. smoke machine, so I was like, hmm, I wonder if I could become like a stand up comedian because I'm not very fun. I mean, I'm not. I mean, I'm not super not funny, but I'm not like super funny either. I'm terrible with jokes. But as long as I got everybody really high, it wouldn't matter anyway. So I was like, if I could like book a place, and then everyone knows that the leaf blower is going down, there's going to be a quarter pound of weed or whatever, and a bunch of hash. I could say whatever the fuck I want, do a bunch of stupid weed jokes, and then bring them, blast the crowd, <laughs> and then I would get paid because everyone would be like, yeah, this is the greatest show ever. That was my big dream when I first came back to America. But I was like, yeah, that ain't going to work. <laughs> Can't find a place to do it. That's the fucking problem. It's like... And then you're going to fill the place with smoke. Okay, sure. <laughs> yeah. And then you just got to like not do it and then do it. God damn it. Flies. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> this is one of the most crazy episodes for that. Um, well, we're coming on. Yeah, we're almost up here on two hours we're here. Two, so. We're on our two hour mark now. So um, if I got nobody else calling in, a good, good show though. I do like to see. Um, uh, the chat room keeps saying ch- the podcast. Oh, the podcast. That's what it's called. Uh, exactly. How come I can't remember that? Oh, uh, okay. Because <laughs> it was so on point. That's right. why. Podcast, okay. Of course. So that's the one, that's the guy you were talking about. Okay. He's the Australian guy. And I've listened to a couple episodes. That's where the Purple Urkel episode, if you guys. So basically, uh, I'll help him out right now. If you want to get the Purple Urkel story, <laughs> the half of the story, that's the reason why we're going to do this story is because we have another guy who says that that's all not true, which uh, I was like, aha. But blammo, the Purple Urkel Wars. Now, we all know <laughs> Ken Estes and, and stuff, too. I, I Maybe now that we have an extra week to do it, I'll call Estes up and get him involved because I'm sure his name's going to pop up in the whole story anyway. Sure. So we might as well have all the characters. And if Sonny's listening, he can jump in at some point and we can get the 
we'll track this purple purple mythology down and make it all because the funny part about it is like for me personally as a grower you know i think everybody goes through their phase where they're like oh this purple weed because it is beautiful like when you see nicely grown purple weed yeah. it depends on the kind how deep purple it is some stuff's sure like black purple which is almost like not nice anymore and then right. you get stuff which is like kind of a fuchsia and it's got all those crazy colors going through it that's all those look nice but they're never hardly ever strong right. and then you get ones that are like not genetically purple they're just fucking stressed out it's beyond belief <laughs> and sometimes those look really good and even sell for more because of the fact that they shouldn't be purple but they are and whatever and that's like the crazy 90s thing where right. people were just flipping oh my god it's purple anything purple and especially purple, in inner yeah. city in Oakland all those places loved it purple 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 but the rest for the most part as a grower I think it almost is unanimous as you're growing that you're not most people don't gravitate towards them anymore Yeah. except for people like Sonny and a few other people who understand that there is a different something else happening there too you know? sure and I love it when you look at the trichromes and the, the trichromes are all purple too and they have like Right. That's when it's like, okay, this is interesting stuff sometimes. There's like people coming up with purple rosin too from certain plants sure. as well. Well, like when you make like bubble that. hash from purple weed, it's like, whoa, dude, if you could bottle this shit, it's like purple <laughs> water and purple foam and right. purple this. But, um, you know, again, usually not the most like, it's kind of like, eh, you know, the buzz. But definitely some, if it stands out. And that's also how those old Super Sativa Seed Club and stuff, they had the Sputnik variety, which is a purple that was in the... And I remember when I got there, there was a guy growing it, and it was, like, beautiful, but it just... Nothing. You know, it didn't do anything. Say again, right. like, it just didn't do it. It was like, right. damn. Yeah, I haven't encountered any purple weed that knocked my socks off. Yeah. So. There you go. But... <laughs> We're all ready to be changed. Why not? Fuck it. Oh, yeah. I'm receptive change my to mind. it. Change yeah, my absolutely. mind. Absolutely. Bring my it mind. on. Yeah. So I think we're going to have the... Sounds like we're going to do the Urkel episode next week. Magically okay. somehow. Um, James will wake up from his coma. His <laughs> post, post-Alaska post coma. And be like, what? They did a show? No. <laughs> but if he didn't, and he didn't have it planned, well, even better, we'll have it planned better next week. Yep. So uh, I want to thank all the sponsors, uh, Incredibles, New Millennium, Build a Soil, and Seeds Here Now for supporting the show. And uh, we will be talking next week. And same same bat time, same bat channel, all that stuff. Uh, shout out to my beautiful wife, Cece, and little Nick, who's not so little anymore. He's now <laughs> getting, like, fucking humongous. Going to, getting ready for school. School, got three man. more weeks till... Three more weeks till he goes to kindergarten. Crazy man. Ooh-wee. And then we're going to be five weeks down here at the shop. So if anybody's in the Denver area from basically three weeks on, I'll be down here rocking and rolling all day at the shop using using the spot a little more than than normal, which would be cool. Nice. Um, I know that uh, Champs, I can talk to the guys from Champs when they're in town. We're going to be having some sort of get-together down here. There's a couple other events coming up soon, so... Sucks because most of them are all like undercover. You know, sure. like, can't tell anybody. Right. But we'll tell you after. We'll be like, man, that was a great, great, great event. Should have been, <laughs> been here. Should have been here. Um. Anyway, any shout outs? Got any shout outs? Uh. No. Nah. No. I mean, my band's playing tonight. Where? We're at Herman's Hideaway. Herman's Hideaway. We had to change our name from Dankrupt to Diamondite. I am going on the podcast. <laughs> That's for Mr. Uh, Focal Grows. Uh, yep. wait, I think any day, any day now. Awesome, dude. Yeah, so we'll go on that show and 
It'd be the other way around. I'll be the guy getting questioned, grilled. Sweet. What about that one? What about this one? <laughs> All right. So uh, see you guys next week. Thanks for calling in. Everybody who did. Uh, talk to you guys soon. Peace. Peace. Some people call it, 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 call